The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Yeah, let's get down to it, boppers. Uh, 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 
Jones, the Ron Face Show. Monday. A lot of big weekend things to talk about. Tons of sports went along. Uh, obviously, that girl who was trying out for the Jets as a kicker proved uh, blowhard to be wrong. Super leg, they call her. LeBron James comes into New York, owns it. Watch that. Joe Flacco Buckle. gets paid. What? Number one. Now in the NFL, Joe Flacco. $120 million deal. That's wild shit. Almost $800 guaranteed. So things are happening for Joe Flacco. And it's fun to me to look around this room and see how many people mocked out Joe Flacco and laughed at him. I'm there. Would not trade for him. By the way, great job today on the playlist. Finally a playlist takes... That I'm not embarrassed of. And let me just ask you. Yeah. Did Kathleen from the Bronx put that together? Or did you? I did not put that together. I did not put that together. Because it's good? What? I find I, I for many a good playlist. Then why wouldn't we be congratulating you today? Why were you pushed off playlist? <sighs> it's, a little, it's a little feet Monday. Telephone lines are open, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You watched LeBron, LeBron fourth quarter the other night? That was just fucking... When he fucking nails those threes, it's just... That's it. Done. Out. Fucking Knicks. J.R. Smith, you killed me. Most dominant player in sports today. Does anyone else own their sport the way LeBron owns basketball at this moment? I mean, even when he had the game before that, when he was having a shit game. Right. He fucking kills the game in the fourth quarter with what? Fucking 20. It was like, I don't know, 47. That's when you got to turn it on, dude. It's, and he could do it. He's proved it. He gets that. He got the fucking. He got that out of the way. He has his ring. Winners got to win. You either feel pressure or you apply pressure. One or the other. But what ass time? End of the game. Are you a give-me-the-ball motherfucker? And they called him the Whore of Akron. <laughs> the Prince of Akron. Now King of Basketball, Reply, LeBron James. Applied for a number of years. But, if you remember, my Nostradamus uh, thing, the Heat will not win it because LeBron James turns an ankle. He will twist an ankle. Hey, it happened to Tony Parker. He Thank fucking, you. I mean, Jesus Christ. He's just because everybody acts like basketball is over. It's done. Uh, what are we giving out for our uh, March Madness this year, Hicks? We have a number of basketballs. We have a we have a Shaq basketball. No, you can't beat that. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Psychedelic Shaq. That's where it's at. Psychedelic Shaq. That's where it's at. Athlete, actor, rapper, Renaissance man, Shaquille O'Neal. You know what? We could actually, and you forgot broadcaster. And but cop. we could. We could take that all down just to athlete because nothing else does he do well. He certainly isn't the Shaq and all of those other things. There's not a lot of jobs that being tall makes you better, such as uh, uh, actor. Andy Rochester, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey. Hey, I was curious if you guys got a chance. Take a look at that uh, video, the first female trial for the NFL. It's up on the iBank. Yeah, it's dog. up on the iBank, brother. You're not going to call here like that and act like, oh, did you happen to see? It's on the Interabang.com. Superfoot. This girl just clubs it. And I'm going to say something right now. 
I think she's on estrogen. I would look into this, and it's time to start testing our NFL uh, athletes. She could be on a cycle. For estrogen. Is she Sebastian Janikowski's brother? You know, if I'm going to check with anybody on this, it's going to be the highest paid person in the NFL, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I know. How the hell? Who's the champion? It's Joe Flacco. Who's the, I'm sorry, who's the Super Bowl MVP champion? Joe Flacco. Got to pay the champ. Then every, uh, and the Super Bowl MVP gets the highest paid contract in the NFL after every season? If his contract happens to run up there. (laughs) There's a big thing in this world. All right, let me ask you this. Best timing ever. Jesus Christ. Would the city of Baltimore have rioted if he doesn't get re-signed? They will have lost their shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the fucking backup is for Baltimore. That's right. Alex Smith could have been going there. And then they still would have rioted again. <laughs> Alex Smith is going to take Kansas City on to, I think, the lower part of the playoffs. 74% chance <laughs> they win with Andy Reid and Alex they're, Smith. They called it. Called it last week, people. They're going to get right up into that first week of playoffs. I see a wild card berth in the future. I'm backing in. It's all Chiefs all day. I heard in backing in. That sounds like Fez Watley. I want to get the big cat into the game today because it looks like you're you're breathing short through a mustache. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the the short breathing. This is the timing that we were talking about. This is the Joe Flacco timing. When it all comes down to it, Fez Watley has it. Uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, really trying to put something over on people Saturday night. Uh, the Don Pardo that you heard announce the show at the beginning after the opening sketch? Not Don Pardo. It was a fake Don Pardo that uh, they brought in because he's home nursing a broken hip. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. welcome. So what would you have rather had? Well, we're all queued up. Uh, What would you have rather had there, Fizz? I would have rather they just had another announcer and said, you know, and maybe said, Don Pardo's sick. Maybe at the closing credits, a get well soon Don Pardo sign. Something like that. The fact that they tried to, you know, do a fake Don Pardo, I think is insulting to the man. Maybe he still got paid. First of all, all that guy has been doing for 40 years is doing uh, this one thing. And he's made a living out of it. Let's hear fake Don Pardo. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> With Fred Armisen. Vanessa Bayer. I like the way that he's actually putting elderly uh, <laughs> treble into his voice. Oh, Chris Stanley! <laughs> I will tell you this, Fez. When I was I was over in Thirty Rock in the '80s, in like the mid '80s, and I saw Don Pardo walking down the hall, and I actually said to myself then, "Oh, so glad I saw the old guy before he died." You know how old Don Pardo is? I was He's 95 fucking years old. Wow. 95, and he still gets a paycheck. That's a hell of a gig. Fucking good for Pardo. Oh, Chris Stanley! <laughs> Fez Watley! Is that your dream, to be the live read of that, Fez? 
Um, I, I don't, th- I don't know if I could ever follow the great Don Pardo, blades. who was insulted. Blades of plenty. Get the blades that you want every week. Will do, Don. Um, I think this facsimile Don Pardo, it's fine. I like, I kind of like him. Wow, that's a smack in Fez's face, huh? Oh, it's not a smack, but I'm saying it's a total smack. Bardo be back. Let you this know guy gets some fucking. You just called him Bardo. <laughs> uh, it's like you pissed in your underwear and then slapped Fez across the face oh, with it. Nasty. Um, why are you so angry about it? I just find it insulting to a guy who's dedicated his whole career, basically, to this show. How has he dedicated his career? He's an announcer who reads off the fucking guest. And to be totally honest, not all that well. The reason why he's there is like the fucking stage itself. He's something that's just been there all these years. Yeah, he's a part of Saturday Night Live history. But what's wrong with this? This is an homage to him, and the guy is still getting paid. I think it's showing that, all right, anyone could be Don Pardo. We don't even need... We can fake this so well. Yes, that's true, though. That's sad. Definitely not, because they got the guy to fake it. Otherwise, they would have just put in some other fucking voiceover dude to just, hey, come in. I got an idea. Fire Don Pardo, and every week is a new celebrity voice, and people have to tweet in when they recognize the voice whore. Oh, hell yeah. So one week you could have fucking people that you would never expect to be doing it. You know, you could get Obama. Oh, my God. Get Bill Gates to do it. Get Bill, yeah, whoever. Just have somebody else read it off that week. And no more Don Pardo. He gets nothing. (laughs) Sorry, old man. Go try to fucking rest that old hip of yours without that SNL bread coming in. You fucked up, dude. Uh, This Don... By the way, when I tell you that I saw Don Pardo, you know what he was fucking doing over at 30 Rock? What? Sitting inside of a booth doing nothing. Right? Yeah. And being paid. And... We were all, like, laughing. Like, what is he doing? This is, You saw it, like, when you were on the tour, and they said, well, if we go off the air, he has to be there to say, uh, we'll be right back. We're having technical difficulties. That was his only fucking job. And everybody was laughing. and like, why don't you just have a tape to do that? Union job. <laughs> and he was just sitting all fucking day. On the fucking lame chance that they would be out. Now, Hicks, in the entire time that you've been doing radio, how many times have we been thrown off the fucking air? Once when the board went down, when we first moved over here from technical difficulties. So could you imagine in these last six years, you would have been working one fucking time out of every day that you would got paid. Um, here is... Um, Nate, Nate, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy, why are you so upset with the fake Don Pardo when you've been uh, making a living as a fake gay all the time on the radio? Oh, oh my God. Shit. Oh, my God. Oh, is that all Did you not got? expect that, Nate. That was good, the way you made fun of his name by really uh, leaning on it. Nate. Um, Smoke, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, buddy. Fezzy, you don't get the irony here. This is the most famous parody show of all time, and they're doing a parody of the guy. What better homage to him? 
They weren't doing no, a parody. That's of really them, great. Or they would have shown the fake guy doing them. They should have done a sketch with it where Kevin Hart comes out, he sees it's a fake Don Pardo. And says, what are you guys doing? I've waited all my life to host Saturday Night Live and get introduced by Don Pardo. What are you people trying to pull here? That is so fucking great how quick you put that together. Why don't you write a sketch for the Ron and Fez show one day? Where's this creativity? I am fucking stoked. Stoked. What do you got lined up for us today, sketch-wise? I don't have a sketch today. That'd be fucking great, though. Or just have, um... Oh, I mean, I, mean I, hurt no. your, I hurt your feelings. I did. I hurt your feelings. No, so no, I'm no. So, oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. I hurt his feelings. <laughs> it's Monday fun day. Come on. Let everybody have a good time. It's Monday gun day. Oh, shit. Where that fucking intern of yours is going to come in and <laughs> just start blasting. Um, here's, uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, every character portrayed on that show is a fake, so why not have a... Then you have to show that. Here's show Daryl Hammond doing it or something. Daryl Hammond hasn't been with the show for years. I didn't know that this was going to be so important to Angry Fez. Or then I turned him into Sad Fez. It's a roller coaster of emotions. When's the last time you've seen him this, this, uh, fired up about our show? Like some idea that just had to be done. The wedding announcement. That's kind of been put on the back burner, huh? I haven't heard anything about that lately. I think it's all going to come together. I'm waiting for him to jump in like he did for Don Pardo, but still haven't heard it. Now I feel bad like I got us off to a negative fucking mode today. I think it's I'm having a fucking awful day. There was a fucking uh, a taxi driver didn't stop right in front of my house and it took me forever to get a cab after that and then once I did a fucking traffic jam. I was pissed. I was pissed all morning. It's gonna even out. Um, as you know I only got here at the last possible second. The song was already playing. Just walked into a beautiful playlist, huh? I'm a fuck yeah, finally. Not well, some hack fucking Chris Stanley one. Hack, huh? But I imagine that had to be a Kathleen playlist, unless there's some listener. I would have thought that you would throw the homage out to whoever's playlist it was. Uh, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Dave, we lost you, buddy. I'm going to let the big cat take the stick today. I've been a pain in the ass. Uh, Dennis Rodman says that he wants uh, President Obama to call Kim Jong-un because he had such a wonderful trip to North Korea that um, he thinks that things could be worked out between the two leaders. Now, I know we don't talk to dictators, but this probably would not be a bad idea for Obama to call him, because apparently we could get this guy to do whatever he wanted to um, by just sending some retired basketball players over there. We get it. We, <laughs> we offer him Scottie Pippen, and they may stop nuclear testing in North Korea. That's true. 
Those guys partied together, too. They had a very nice time. Did you see the thing with him and George Stephanopoulos? Where Stephanopoulos was fucking asking, why didn't you really lean on him and ask him the big questions? It's Dennis fucking Rodman, dude. His nickname is The Worm. Steph. We must not have as big a problem as I thought we did with sending people over there because I haven't heard anyone, like in the State Department, gripe about this. No, you can legally go there. It isn't a problem getting over there as much if you go through the channels. It's getting them back. That's the problem. And the people who live there, them able to get out, that's also fucking, they don't yeah. want anyone leaving. Um, Dennis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, I love the show. Um, I've been a big supporter of Fezzy up until recently. It, hey Fez, stop putting so much time into figuring out how to criticize people and start focusing on a fucking show. It would be so much better. You know, the one thing I want to do is just tell Ron, hey Ron, why don't you have a couple of your, your fans come in once a day, you know, one per day, and be the second mic. And Everything is fine, they- dude. We're all, everything is just running fine here. Um, here's Elston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, Ron. Just wondering if uh, Fezzy is doing a parody of Galifianakis in every movie where he's that like, slightly gay accent. Oh, jeez. And, sorry, and I'm just wondering, with Rodman going over to uh, North Korea there, if you guys have seen that thing on 60 Minutes, that Camp 14 or whatever, with the 15,000 political prisoners that they got sitting in uh that campground with that one guy who got out and wrote the book. I only saw the first 51 minutes of that show, so I might have missed that. Yeah, some dude was in the, basically uh, what they're calling him, the North Korean concentration camp, and he escaped. And then he wrote a book about it, and he just basically described what the concentration camps were in Germany. That's what I want. I want to fucking escape from someplace and write a book about it. I just can't get started. The writing or the escaping? Both. Oh. My first sentence uh, was going to be this. I just escaped from a place that was a living hell. Trust me, you couldn't have made it there. You'd be feel long like dead. Now, feel like we're eating on? Because there's a lot more stuff. Dateline, Korea. <laughs> I wonder if he wrote it in Korea or English. Pretty sure he wrote it in Korean, and then someone translated it. I couldn't possibly. I mean, here's the thing. Like, you just think of a guy writing a novel, and he's writing one sentence, and he's going over it, and he's changing things, blah, blah, blah. And he gets it, and everyone's like, that's just fucking perfect. And then you hand it to someone else, and they just translate it into French. Hand it to another guy, they translate it into Russian. You know they're not spending the same time that you are on this. They could give two fucks. You've been sitting there pulling your hair out for seven years, going, should that be a, a an end, or should I start a new sentence? Fuck it. This guy's just like, done, Guy translate it. Crank this shit out. We gotta get fucking Americans reading this thing. Americans? Well, I wonder why Americans would read something translated into French or Russian. I guess maybe they read French or Russian. They could. Yeah. Long weekend. I was, it was it was calm. It was calm. It's a lot of basketball. You and Dave big into the b-ball? Dave uh, actually had a stomach sickness, so maybe the flu or something. We were in best of. Cocktail Saturday. flu. <laughs> I don't think it was a cocktail flu. You're afraid to do the show by yourself, huh? Oh, no. 
It's a Davy Mack sports program. It's Pepper Hicks. Right. Program. But, you know, it's the O&A show, but they went on today and Opie had the stomach flu. Yeah. I guess it's going around. Well, it's not going to stop. It's... it's An unbelievable outbreak of one uh, flu happened today. You know, I was. Th- you had noticed the day that Doctor Steve called about the flu. He kept calling it influenza. Let's just shorten up the flu, dude. I know you went to fucking medical school down in the Caribbean somewhere. He's a doctor, air quotes, who has to fucking throw his fucking medical degree in our face. All right, here's what I would do if I was a doctor. Just act like uh, you're saying you can come right in, Mister Bennington. You can come right in, Mister Bennington. That's Dr. Bennington. Oh, excuse me. I've earned that. Dr. Bennington, would you like to come in? No one ever else is going to say like this. Uh, you can come in, small forward. Oh, is quarterback Manning here? Yes, your table's ready. Why do they get just to be brought up by their fucking job description? Because they just put you know 10 years of schooling into it. So? That's, no, exactly. But that's, that's their... You know the fucking shit that I put into being radio this long? How much? Nothing really, but I've been here a long time. And I think they're the only ones that will call someone out on that. My cousin is a doctor, and not even a medical doctor, he's a chemist, and insists on being called doctor. Like if, uh, like if you went out to dinner and the, uh, the hostess said, right this way, Mr. Watley, he would correct him and say, Dr. Watley. That was so different than the thing that we played out here. And I love seeing a new perspective on it. It's like my fucking brain just got vaporized. Yeah, like the thing that you did when you called me Mr. Bennington, I said that's Dr. Bennington. Now we're seeing the flip side of that. Please, come in, Mr. Bennington. Oh, okay. No big deal, but I am a doctor. Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know. Oh. Where'd you go to school? Someplace online. I'll also... I'll... <laughs> See if I was if it was my restaurant, I would call everybody doctor but that person. And I'll go, This is your waiter, Dr. Rodriguez. Wow. You moonlighting Rodriguez. In my country I am a doctor. Over here I bring people food. If that if that were true for every time that was said, then there's we have the fucking most well-trained cab force in the world because everyone's a nuclear scientist and a doctor. The only way that I would really like the name called out is if the person was a criminal. Like if it was like a uh, psycho killer or a Stanley? Yes. And everybody else would be able to go, fuck, give that guy a lot of room. Psycho killer. Got to say. Second box. story, man. Um, Anderson, your table is ready. Ra- rapist Kowalski, table for four. Oh, excuse me, statutory rapist. <laughs> I apologize, sir. I hope there's, there are your kids that you're bringing in, and you're not on a date right now. <laughs> she was 16. Just had to follow me around forever. Announcer Pardo. Yes. Wheel yourself in. <sighs> the robot throwing cinder blocks, the robot dog throwing cinder blocks, the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. We don't learn. We just build more robots to just fucking kill us. And no one cares. Rick, you're on the run of Fez show. Why are you whispering instead of yelling it out, Chris? 
What are you whispering to the window? What the fuck is going on in there? <laughs> Seriously, come on. Grab this asshole on the phone. I know, yeah. He has a fucking harmonica. And some fucking and a goddamn cassette player, I'm gonna guess, what he's playing this shit off of. It sounds that shitty. Come on! Who's your team back there? It's got the pips and fucking Matty Ice. Popcorn is not in today. Maybe you got maybe you're just too easy on your crew. I You know what? I think I'm e an asshole. You're easygoing and they take advantage of that. <laughs> Pips, would you say that Chris Stanley is very easygoing? Yeah, he's a great guy. All right, okay. exactly yeah, it. It's not that's the fucking the That's the truth. You're such a great guy, they feel like they can walk on you and not do their work. It's time to lay down the fucking law then, because I can't fucking deal with that shit. Here's what the problem is. Yeah. You're a pussy. Okay. And they smell it coming. I can't let that fucking, fucking idea even come out there. I'm gonna, I have, to be a have Matty now. Ice grab, a mic, uh, grab your mic, Pips. I'm going to ask him a question. This is Matty Ice. Yeah. Would you say that Chris Stanley's a good guy? Yeah. Okay. See that? All right. You'd see that? I thought. I, I try to come off as as big a. Let me see your hand. Right. Oh, that's not iron. That is not an iron hand. It's, you know what that is? Yeah. That looks like a vagina. Like you, like the guys come in here and you rub their <laughs> belly softly with a vagina. So every like whenever day. I shake their hands, I'm like they're fucking me. Oh, fist. Fucking my fist. You ask for a pound, it ends up being a fist. Oh. I, I, I gotta fucking change my fucking ways. Hey, you are what you are, dude. No, You I'm know not. what I mean? Yeah. What you use, your way of managing, mm -hmm. is tender love. I tenderly love no one. Fuck. I just don't want the fucking radio shark to get through the goddamn phones. That's all. You can't do it. He's beating you. Who's that chick all sparkly going in there? I don't know. It's an entourage, though, fucking surrounding that I know. person. I mean, there's like fucking 15 people walking. That goddamn studio. It's a fucking party. There's actually... And now they're taking pictures. That's our problem. You know who gets the, has the biggest fucking uh, entourages? Reality stars. Like, actual fucking stars seem like they can come in on their own. Yeah. But if you're a reality star, you need 90 people. We also have, like, the reality crew around them trying to fucking capture shit. Maddie, walk over and see who's in that room. And then write us a note and bring it over to us. Oh, you think you can already look it up? Possibly. I'm thinking it's... I don't know who this person is, but I recognize the name as being popular. Might be a dude. Oh, I thought it was a chick because she was wearing a sparkle jacket. Who's that guy? French Montana. Oh, yeah. French Montana. So, yeah. <laughs> He's a rapper? Yeah, that's probably who it is. French Montana. <laughs> that's his name for real? Yeah, it's his name, yeah. Weird. Fucking weird. So that might be someone. That, that sparkle lady might be a part of the entourage. They're doing it up big. Oh, yeah. Oh, his debut album was, excuse my French. Uh, here's uh, Jason. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez. Hey, um, I know a lot of foreign politicians like to go by their uh, their former titles, like governor or senator. Like when they talk to Jesse Ventura, it's always... Governor Ventura, it's never former pro wrestler boa wearing Ventura. That's true. 
That is true. And of course, if you are a member of the military, even people not in the military are supposed to call you Colonel. That's fucking for life? Yeah. Damn. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. They call you that for the rest of your life. Well, that's pretty dope then. I know. You should have picked a profession where you could get a nice fucking handle for yourself. It's a permanent title. I think with politicians, too, that it doesn't matter what level. Like, you could be councilman Hicks for the rest of your life. I don't think I'd want that, though. I wouldn't mind being called senator. Yeah, councilman's... It's, 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 it's small time. I gotta be a fucking baller. I think the smartest thing that you could ever do... Was that Steve Pekinen? A VP? Man, that's guy. Whoever's next door is hot. I mean, he's a big deal. Um, name your kid doctor. Name one doctor and the other senator, and their lives will be great. Don't name them president because everybody I know that ain't the president. But you don't know every senator out there. I just know New York senators. Uh, Chris has got a little spy report for us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Just yeah. uh, want to let you know uh, this French Montana. I never heard the name before a couple of days ago, but uh, it was, uh, he was in Philly the other night, and a uh, big uh, gunfire erupted outside of the tour bus on Columbus Avenue. So Jesus. if you hear anything, any pops, everybody hit the deck. Don't say this ain't morning. fucking Power 106 or whatever that thing is in New York where they would always have the gun. 97. Power 97. Yeah, Hot 97 was the... Uh, Hot 97. Hot, and then there were, then another one came out, Power 105. That was... um. That... Oh, I know who it is now next door. And it isn't any of the people you've seen. And now I want you to go over, open up all the curtains. Okay, we'll do. You know who it is? And we didn't even have this on our list, huh? Because I guess she's got a pop song out. Right. Oh, no, she doesn't have a pop song out. She's got a TV show. You know what it is? No. Love You It. Oh, shit. The Lovely. The Lovely Love You uh, It. She's got that TV show where she, uh, I think, plays like a, you know, Happy Endings. Yeah, it's called Happy Endings, I believe, is the name of the show. I believe the showrunner on that is Jim Norton. I think that's based on his book. What? You don't remember he wrote that book? Yeah, have you? Yeah. Uh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is your hurry? Yeah, I'll happy have... end. <laughs> What's the name of her show? Happy ending. There you have it. So we'll get a good glance at her when she goes by. That's nice. How did we not know she was in the building today? I There's no way in, I've ever seen her show though, because we couldn't have her on here. I thought she was in later. That's, that was I didn't know she was in this early. So you thought she was in labor? Oh, I, I thought maybe baby bump or what? I don't know. Can't tell. No, she's a career gal and a very famous dater. She was with Jamie Kennedy. A lot of people. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but because yeah. everybody should be. But she. Like John Mayer, who she used to be with, she seems to date a lot of famous. But she's in a famous game. She's great. Love Jennifer Love You. I didn't know that you loved her. Yeah. She was in a movie called Utopia. That seems racist. 
You seem racist. <laughs> now, here's the other thing about you, Hicks. Yeah. You're very easy on your staff. Matter of fact, I, they walk all over you. You are known by them as a swell guy. Well. And easy fucking uh, mark. And no, no one's going home tonight. That's the, I'm going to hang out. We're going to fucking have a fucking work party. You know what? You ought to start your own business called Easy Touch Productions. Because Fuck everybody that. who works for you thinks you're an easy touch. Fuck that shit. Let me ask this. Yeah. Did you get more or less than six hours of sleep last night? Less. I got uh, four and a half, five. You're scrambled. Your brain is fucking scrambled. I'm giving Watley a little time to breathe because I made him fucking tear up today because I said that non-parto thing. I got us off to a bad start. But I got off to a bad start myself today. I think it's all going to fucking even out. I'm feeling good. Despite the no sleep. Because you're still drunk, dude. Oh, no, no, this no. is what we deal with on Mondays. The rambling, still drunk, not really knowing where they are, Chris Stanley. I am in mid Easy touch. <laughs> Easy yeah. touch has had a lot of drinks. Fuck that. My shall take the lot of drinks part, but easy touch, never that. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Put up a prize for you not cursing for the rest of the show. Oh, no, no. Okay. You're going to start it right now. All right, I'm down. Because you're... Uh... Last time, on Friday, I got screwed over on technicality. Let's bring it. Bring it. Who can, who can catch me? <laughs> can you go at least two hours? As long as I've got 45. Can we, keep it, can we just aim for an hour right now? You honestly can't say to yourself, how do you hope to work in terrestrial one day? I know uh, Dave's um, agent is out there, you know, just going looking for gigs for you guys. Dave's it, not going to be able to take you. It's a problem I have, but let's go. Two hours. Uh, Two hours is all you're willing to do. 139. I'm willing to do the whole, right, the whole by show. By the way. Uh, Hicks. Yes. This said to you, to me, said this. Tell Yes Man, Chris, Yes Man Hicks mm. to challenge you once in a while. The name of the show was not Happy Ends. It's Client List. No. Well, it said, careful of you and Happy Ending. Or your new TV show on this article I saw. Just look at the top of it right there. No. Look at the top of it. What's it say? Oh, darn it. The Client List. <laughs> the Client List. Hold on. What did you say? I said, darn it. And after that, something that. Screw that, maybe? I, I can't remember. Fez is paying a direct attention to you today. <laughs> and if he catches you. Uh, Andrew, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. If Chris Stanley goes over to regular radio, his name's going to be one finger on the dump button. Yeah. You know what? These days, they don't even keep dump buttons. They just get rid of people. They just fire? Yeah. Uh, that's not good. Give people a chance. Come on, everyone knows these words. Oh, I agree with you there. There's very few people that are shocked by any of these words. Um, did you see Pete Townsend had to apologize for mouthing fuck you at a dad and a little girl? Uh, but they went to his show. The Who show, and they had a sign that said "Break your guitar, Pete." I would say "fuck you" to that person. I hope they made it inside the stadium, or they had to have hit it because why would anyone let someone in the stadium with that sign? That's obnoxious and stupid. 
It is obnoxious and stupid. And they deserve a fuck you. And by the way, if I was with my seven-year-old kid and Pete Townsend mouth fuck you at us, we'd be cracking up and high-fiving. It's the best thing that could possibly happen, really. Yeah. Yeah, that little girl will have that forever. And yeah, why not turn it into a, a positive thing? He shouldn't have apologized. It's Pete Townsend. He, he got off on that kitty porn thing. Oh, why does that have to come up every time? I'm saying the guys, I'm going to say Pete Townsend is untouchable. So if he says those words to a father and a daughter, he shouldn't have to apologize. The, guy, well, the guys it was up already... to him that he had to apologize. It's not like the police came and made him apologize. He decided to take it upon himself. I think, you know how it is with fucking cameras, that it showed up on YouTube or whatever. And Pete took a look at it and said, you know what? That's not the Pete Townsend I want to be anymore. And even though I'm 70, I can start making some changes. Positive changes. I like to see something, you doing something about your anger. Oh, there's a lot of it. It comes out and... I, I blame the father in all of this. He, wow, that's I'm, unusual. I'm sure he has told this little girl, this seven-year-old, uh, tales about the Who and guitars being smashed so much that it got wound up in her head that, all right, the only reason I want to go see this show is to see a guitar smashed. Says you have taken us to a place we didn't expect to. But yeah, he hasn't smashed guitars since, what, 71? So, you know, there's no reason to expect that he would do it anymore. Maybe they thought that Pete would forgot that he used to smash guitars, would see it and yell, this father and daughter have made me think of something I used to do. No one's brought this up to me in 40 years. Thank God you're here with your very, very fun and interesting fucking sign. You guys want to be roadies for the rest of the tour? Come with. Us. <laughs> they would just say come with. That would be weird. I'd like it. I really don't like when people even yell out songs at performers. I, I'm going to take it even further. I despise it. It's only getting worse. I don't like if someone said, like, if you were to say to me, Hey, Ron, tell Fez that hysterical story about... I'll, you know what I mean? I hate when people do that. You got to. Uh, I wouldn't go to see Jay Moore and yell, Oh, do your Reservoir Dog fucking voices. I would see if he was doing his Reservoir Dog voices. I... I, just, I don't know what it is. It's just a fucking pet peeve. But let the performer perform. No, it's totally obnoxious. And it's 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 only getting worse with the with the cell phone things. Because that just throws in with it. Where everyone has to shoot the whole thing. Well, that makes no sense. There's no connection to that point and the other. The point would be this. If you go to see... And this all started, you know, the old joke of yelling out Freebird, right? Yeah. But Leonard Skinner has never done a song without doing Freebird. And guess where they do it? The encore. You don't fucking yell out Freebird in, in, in the spot of the third song and think, you know what? I bet it comes up now. And then turn around and high five your, your friends like it was you calling out that got that. It's ridiculous. This guy and his daughter needed to go to the show and enjoy it and stop asking for fucking Pete to do stuff. 
That guy's daughter sounds there's, like a real slut, too. There's, well, she's seven, and you're going to end up doing an apology. There's only one thing that you could ever yell out of this show that makes sense, and that's show your tits. Other than that... Chant that. I guess women never yell out, show your balls. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, just screaming at it. I don't know. Eddie Vedder. Careful, careful, careful. I can fucking say it. You can't. Let's see things, Eddie. (laughs) See? (laughs) Wow. Um, Here's Mike. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I went to a Jerry Jeff Walker years ago, and uh, someone yelled out, sing London Homesick Blues, and he just went off on that fan. And the fan ended up leaving. He went off him for like five minutes. What was he just mad about? Somebody yelling, asking him to do shit. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I'll do it if I fucking want to." And this, that, and the other, and just called him and just started making fun of his girlfriend and all kinds of stuff. It was Good. crazy. Good. I'm glad to fucking hear that. One time, I uh, and it was at a casino. I'm singing, seeing Mr. Tony Bennett. Now he's singing. He tells the orchestra not to, and he's singing a cappella. And of course, it's Tony Bennett. It's great. This woman yells out, sing it, Tony, and he fucking stops and says, what the hell do you think I am doing? This is what I am doing. I'm singing. Everybody laughed. But then I'm like, okay, that was funny, but no, he's not singing a cappella anymore. Was he pissed? I couldn't tell. I mean, like, I mean, he wasn't wattly pissed. He wasn't, you know, speaking up from above. But I know that he probably his whole career gets fucking annoyed with someone yelling, sing it. Because he was singing it. Like, if he was talking and someone yelled, singing, sing it. But it goes back to that fucking thing that I say. If you tell someone to do something, it's kind of fucking rude. Like, even if, like, we were over your house and I said, oh, Higgs, why don't you fucking break out that fucking grandma? I know you got fucking hit for special occasions. Oh, come on. So that was between me and you. I just put it out here. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it right now. Okay. Why not? I think the other day Matthew Broderick did the Broadway gimmick of stopping the, the musical to address someone in the crowd who was taking photos. Breaking you, the fourth wall. You say that it's a gimmick, but it's got to be incredibly annoying. It's got to be incredibly annoying. And I've been to fucking plays where the phone goes off. And, you know, because it's in a purse or whatever, it takes forever. They fucking tell you constantly, turn off your phone. They're signs. Turn off your goddamn phone. Take this time. I mean, when someone tells you before the movie or before the show, turn off your phone. Do it. But I would be uh, thrown off. Um... If it came up, uh, we were doing certain unmasks that they think that the guest is, you know, bigger than others. They'll, they'll, they'll have a photographer here yeah. doing flash bulbs. It fucking throws off. It throws off things. You can't sit there and be in a conversation with just someone just fucking hitting a flash at you constantly. That's weird. It changes their perception. Um, here is uh, Luke. Luke, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, one time I was uh, at a George Carlin concert. This was like a couple of years before he died. And okay, I thought was, it was maybe after he died. 
<laughs> and he uh, he was doing the airplane bit, and he did it a little bit out of order. And some guy stood right up. He was probably four or five rows in. This was at a big theater too, like Providence Performing Arts Center. Right. And he just said, "No, no, no! You did the da 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 first. And he like, it, I, I was amazed that someone actually would do that to him. Like. What the fuck are you thinking? Like, and how do you know he hasn't decided to switch up his bit now, 40 exactly. years after he wrote it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's decided, I've added more things to this, so I'm going to do it in a different way. Crazy how people act. Leave that at that Jeff Mangum show I went to a couple weeks ago. There, Again was, with the Jeff Mangum oh, show. This is the last but show I went to. But it seems like every day, <laughs> Jeff Mangum is so great. He's a, he's a great songwriter. Or like you're like, you said to me, sometimes I think you're the Jeff Mangum of radio, dude. I mean, you're that in the pocket. <laughs> All people were doing between every single song were screaming songs at him that they wanted him to play. And it's so infuriating. And he was... There was more signs than I've seen, I've seen in a long time of people saying, "Don't, no pictures, no, no video, nothing. Just, just let the guy perform and let him leave." <laughs> people are animals. It's just selfish. Let's face it; people do not know how to act anymore. Maybe people feel like they need to be part of the the performance. Like, oh, it's not good enough to just be a audience member. I don't know. Well, do you ever go to like to a TV show taping? And they tell people when to clap and when to sit still and all because they can't fucking count on people. I was over Conan one night when he was uh, doing the 1230 show and people were yelling shit out. And I'm like, where's his fucking security? Um, speaking of which, this came up again. Jay Leno, they're saying in the summer they're going to announce that he's gone. And they feel, NBC feels... Even though they're number one again with Jay, he's losing or uh, Kimmel is picking up the younger demos. Yeah. And they need those younger demos. And they're afraid that by the time Fallon gets down to, to 1130, you're just going to have a bunch of Kimmel fans. Yeah, someone said in five years, Kimmel should have the should be the number one late night. It was some crazy projection because the other audience is dying out. Yeah, and then just you know, young people going to him. Leno's not going anywhere. They already tried to move him out. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea of his contract or you know how he deals with it or whatever. Well, what they do is they pay you to sit. That's in the contract. They say it's more. You know, it would be worth more to them. Now, if Fallon goes down. And as like a Conan run, yeah, they'll bring him back in because he's already proved that he'll do it. He's already proved that he's willing to come back in off the bench. But there has never been anyone, in my experience, that has been as successful as... All right, here she comes, by the way. All right, I told you it was a girl in the shiny. She's very glittered up in Vegas. And there's her, oh yeah, there's her little belly. Oh, eating a banana. Oh, that was, I mean, seriously, what more Freudian thing could you want than Jennifer Love Hewitt eating a banana in front of you? Just gagging. Not gagging on it, just eating it nicely, daintily. Like but, a young lady, nice young lady. She is a nice young lady. Now, uh, where, oh, I've never seen anyone as successful as Jay Leno who gets treated worse 
than by his fucking corporation. He's never had any real respect. Even though you could easily say that he is the Johnny Carson of his time. He's dominated for 30 years or something? Like No, nowhere near that, but thanks for at least attempting to jump in. No, not since the late 80s. Since the early 90s, which would take us to how many years? 20 years. Thanks. Well, you would have to think that now it's not about ratings anymore. It's who can stay on the air the longest. Like Leto and Letterman, I would think... Don't want to quit before the other one does. Don't well, want to retire. Well, that has nothing to do with the people making these decisions, though. To the people making these decisions, the two studios, it it is about ratings. It's only about ratings, and that younger fucking demo, because they just they are so panicked about losing young people to the internet, to the fucking cable stations. I mean, all these shows put together don't have as many viewers as Johnny Carson did when there was, you know, just the four stations. And by four, I'm actually including PBS and not even Fox. I'm talking about a pre-Fox era. So, yeah, it is just about that young demo. And everything that Leno has done and Bob doesn't mean shit to those fucking people. All the people that fired Leno and moved them to 10, they're fired by now. They're gone. And now there's all new guys making the same mistakes. They're talking about Matt Lauer could be gone soon. Oh, yeah. Even though they just gave him Joe Flacco money. Yeah, they want, they, I mean, according to page six, whatever, here in New York, they just cra they trash him all the time. They're like, Matt Lauer has no idea what he's doing, and it's all falling apart around him. Well, it, but the only reason why they're saying that is because ratings points come down. It has nothing to do, no one is judging his performance. He could be better or worse. They don't give a shit. It's ratings. And they've fallen behind the Good Morning America. And not only that, but in February, they lost in New York to Good Day New York. Those fucking nut draggers. <laughs> I mean, basically, that looks like watching 1977 New York TV. You still have accents. That's Greg Kelly, right? The Good Day New York? Yeah, I don't know if he's on what time he comes on, but I know the girl was on all day long. I don't know what time Greg Kelly comes in. Because they had him at the 6 and 11 before. And then, uh, and then they fired from that and brought him back to the morning. And then he got in that weird trouble with that woman who said he raped her. Yeah, but that, you know, he that got, got clear to that. Yeah. Which was nice. Well, Matt Lauer also runs into the problem of Good Morning America's likability keeps going up with people cheering for Robin Roberts and her recovery while his likability goes down where people who didn't even probably uh, care for Ann Curry all that much hated the way she got treated. Yeah. But it really is only the rating thing. It's just if, you know, you could go back and try to figure out this and that. It's only that fucking point to those suits. They don't care about anybody's show. And even though Leno has the most viewers, they don't have the viewers that they want to sell to. There's the young, stupid, trendy viewers who will do anything. I see a commercial and run out comments. and get it, yeah. The people who stand in line uh, for uh, a new iPhone. I you can fix that now, too, that I've seen Love You It. The lovely Love You It. Yeah. Is our guest in the, uh, 
in the building? Yes. Um, we are going to have from the movie Summer Lovers. Is she here to promote Summer Lovers, which actually is 30 years old? No, she is not. She's here. Oh, I know. Splash? No, not Splash. Wall Street? Nope. Don't tell me that she's here to promote uh, Grumpy Old Men. No. Memoirs of an Invisible Man? Nope. Roxanne? No, uh-uh. Pope of Greenwich Village? Surprisingly, no. Uh, Blade Runner? No. Kill Bill? Nope. What the hell is Daryl Hannah going to be talking about? The new documentary, Greedy Lying Bastards, of which she produced. She's the executive producer of Greedy Lying Bastards, which is about global warming. It's a documentary about global warming. And uh, here's one of the uh, things on it. By the way, reading off the films that she's been in, pretty goddamn incredible. Really incredible list. Dalhan is amazing. Uh, but apparently, um, a lot of these people that you see that are on TV that says there is no global warming or that global warming is a myth yeah. uh, are being paid by... Oh. Uh, uh, the oil companies. Big oil. They're just finding people who... Do we use the term big oil like we do big sugar and big tobacco? I've heard it used before. Big oil. What is what? Four giant companies that take care of everything, everything for us? Really nicely. Yeah, they're doing a great job of it. The lights are on, right? And the thing is, no matter how bad that they treat us, we still go back and buy it because we don't have another product. Besides oil. The whole solar power thing just isn't gonna ever gonna work out, is it? It will. It's just not as good as gasoline right now. It's not as good as oil. I mean, something has got to come along. We've got to get a new source of energy, but there's nothing close enough yet. And The Saint is when they had the cold fusion, right? The Val Kilmer film? Yeah, that was not a documentary. <laughs> All right, if you could only pick one of these roles for her. Oh, God. What would you pick? I mean, for sexiness, so I thought she was the sexiest. I thought the Pope of Grange Village. She really? Was really hot in that. Did you see Summer Lovers? I haven't, I haven't seen Summer Lovers. It's a very bad, uh, not bad, but very 80s film that takes a look at a... First of all, it's on this little Greek island that is just absolutely beautiful. And he's with Daryl Hannah, the dude's with Daryl Hannah and another chick. And they kind of show menage a trois as one chick kind of sleeps and you do it with her. And then that chick sleeps and you do it with the other one. Okay. So what, it wasn't a full, you know, what you expected, but certainly a lot more than you expected in a 1980s kind of teen film. That works. I don't think we've got all the really the films on here, too. Um... But Blade Runner, she was amazing, and that was really sexy. Yeah. Oh, Steel Magnolias was big for her. She's been a lot of fucking hit films. Yeah. It's quite the resume. Well, we'll be talking to her about uh, oil and what the hell we're going to do about it.
Are you a guy who you believe or don't believe in global warming? I believe in global warming. I'll tell you this. I don't care who you are, but you have to say that weather has gotten more severe. Things are changing. I mean, I, I know, I know they, the people who combat say, oh, it's just in cycles or whatever. Like, but I, I just, if you look at some of the ecology stuff, you know that things, some things have gotten better since you were younger, and some things have gotten worse. But there's no way we the, that the weather hasn't gotten really extreme. The the summers I know just last just are just disgusting now, and they last so much. Like all right, like September. I remember September used to be all right. It's starting to get cool again. Like this is this is it's happening. But now it's into October. It's hot out. It's you got my AC on. Going to November, man. That's I messed up. Well, thanks for rambling, but I don't know if that's a scientific. Study that you did, your own personal AC, and I know that you just got one this year. Over the past 29 years, <laughs> yeah. this is my study. <laughs> Weather patterns in, from September to October by Dr. Christopher Stanley. <laughs> on, on, on his apartment in Astoria. <laughs> but, you know, the wildfires, the uh, storms that we've had the last couple years with the, uh, you know, double hurricanes here in... New York City, it does seem a lot more extreme. Well, this uh, film is out, uh, and where exactly? comes out this Friday mm -hmm. in 30 cities across the country. All right, and you can check it out by going to Greedy Lion Bastards. Uh, and DH Love Life is her Twitter? Yes, DH Love Life. Uh, DH Love Life. Uh, at DH Love Life. Let's bring in from Greedy Lying Bastards, uh, Daryl Hannah. Greedy Lying Bastards comes out in 30 cities this Friday, March 8th. And by the way, it's a really big opening for a documentary. Yeah. I have a lot of documentary filmmakers who come through here that would be thrilled to be coming out in 30 cities. I know, I know. I think it's really exciting. And it was, you know, not a, a big, expensive documentary either, but mm -hmm. I, I think it's a very important one. Well... We were actually debating this a little before you came in, and I think we're at the point where most people would say to themselves, there are definitely changing weather patterns mm -hmm. in this country. And this film takes a look at the argument about what's going on. And the greedy, rotten, uh, the, the greedy, lying bastards part of it is that we're, uh, the argument itself is kind of slanted. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that there is a consensus among scientists. There is a consensus even 
amongst the people who are financing the disinformation campaigns. I mm-hmm. mean, even Rex Tillerson, who is the you know runs Exxon Mobil, um, himself has made a public statement saying that he does believe in climate change and he does believe that it is human caused. Same thing with uh, all you know all of the other guys. I mean. Just last week, the World Bank, who finances many of these large industrial fossil fuel projects and the big mega dams and stuff, put out a report that was probably one of the most alarming, frightening reports that I've seen on the the climate crisis. I mean, it said if we don't stop fossil fuels immediately, we are looking at a four centigrade uh, raise in temperatures, which means basically mass massive systems collapse, uh, suffering, uh, species extinction on every level, etc., and and that we cannot even avoid a two Celsius degree raise because we've already set that in motion. And it, it is frightening. Now, that's from the conservatives who are, you would think would be denying it because they're the ones who are spreading the rumors. Yet, even though that those guys will acknowledge it publicly, they still quietly spend... Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars financing these climate denial campaigns and fighting climate legislation because it's not in the best interest of their bottom line. So everything that's being fought against this is just short money, just Mm -hmm. this quarter's profits. There's nothing else besides this. It's a messed up situation because they actually have a fiduciary duty to report profits to their shareholders every quarter. They have to, you know, grow their company it's a the design of of a corporation is actually right. a, a, a bad design it's designed to grow perpetually and nothing grows perpetually except for a cancer you know mm-hmm. um it, it, it so they are trying to you know maximize their profits for their shareholders that's their job but unfortunately it comes at the expense of all life on this planet yeah you know it's analogous to the tobacco um, you know, the t- scandal when the, you know tobacco industries were trying to say that you know tobacco was uh, not injurious to your health, even though they knew that it was. They were they were they would testify in court and say, "I don't believe it's addictive, and I don't believe it can harm your health." Well, obviously, we know that it can. Except for that, was you know harmful for people who chose to smoke a cigarette and certainly you know cause cancer and you know can kill people. But this is all life on the planet. Mm. It's unacceptable to allow this type of disinformation to be spread so widely. Now, you look at this and you know that they can make money dragging their feet. That even if they know, eventually they're going to be forced to change. Exactly. Uh, Every year that goes by is more money in their pockets and they're going to go for it. Tens of billions of dollars yeah. every quarter. I mean, right? It's it's it, they are the wealthiest corporations in the history of money, yeah. in the history of mankind. So yes, it's still even in this economy they are making record profits. That is unethical. When most of the people, and in America in particular, I just read a report that said eighteen percent of the people in America are living under the poverty level. Yeah, and you know we've got gas prices that are going through the roof. That is unacceptable but no matter where they put their prices the american people line up for well, gas because we 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 have formed a dependency we are yeah. addicts and we we are not being provided with 
an alternative. Yeah. And there are. They exist, even in existing infrastructure. We don't all have to get new cars. Um, sure, the more efficient, the better. But and you know, efficiency levels could definitely be maximized because there's all kinds of inventions. I know the uh, the guy who invented the the valve that made it possible for us to return from outer space has already in, developed an engine that can be 50% more efficient on any liquid fuel and burn clean. Um, you know, there's lots of different solutions that are out uh, out there, but they're not being made available to the the general public. And that is because um, there's a, a quote which I will bastardize great, uh, <laughs> greatly, I'm sure, by Upton Sinclair that w- said something like, you know, a man uh, uh, will not uh, um, will not do something um, if his salary says to do something Absolutely else, true. Right? And, Absolutely and that's true. And that's the situation our government is in right now because they're on the, they're on the, the take. Right well, you look at the fact that people backed uh, Barack Obama mm-hmm. on some of these issues. The people on the left said this is exactly why we need him and we'll get rid of Bush. He was tied in. Has Barack Obama done any better job than George Bush? So far, um, no. I mean, he's done some efficiency things, mm-hmm. and um, but I mean, he's he's. Finally mentioned it. Didn't mention it at all during the campaign. Right. Uh, you know? After he won, then yeah. he brings it up. Then he yeah. mentioned it, but he still hasn't done anything. Yeah. And that's why uh, I participated in this action recently in D.C. Because um, you know many feel that one of the very first large uh, steps that he should take is to deny this permit for the Keystone Pipeline, which is uh, so that a multinational corporation, which has been coming into this country, a foreign multinational corporation, foreign company coming into this country, taking our ranchers and farmers' lands through eminent domain, um, eminent domain is mm-hmm. only supposed to be used if it's in the in national interest. And there's no way they can prove this is in the national interest because this is supposed to be an export pipeline. It's not bringing fuel to the United States. It's bringing fuel through the United States so they can get more money for it on the global market. And they can't get it to the Canadian coast because Canadians have blocked it. And and worse than that, this pipeline would also be a conduit for the further expansion of tar sands oil, um, which is the most destructive form of energy on the planet and most carbon intensive as well it is just a hideous devastating thing look it up you'll see it's like mordor on steroids um so this is something we just can't participate in or allow and certainly not allow it to go through our aquifers when we're in epic record-breaking drought have you noticed though that these things these problems seem to be getting more complicated that you find out that it's not just energy but that's also tied in with food the food stuff is going well, bad all at the yeah. same time and but see, they're, they're all i think they're all related to the same mentality you know the industrial age was great for a lot of things but it, but the you know industrial farming just as these giant industrial energy programs are not really they don't work they were. They don't work. They end up. We end up with dust bowls. We end up with soil that is dead that doesn't have any microbiology in it. We end up with droughts because it's very, very water intensive. We end up using more energy than we get out of it because of all the fossil fuels. So, the the, the way that things make sense is to use appropriate technology regionally to be regionally self sufficient. Create your water, your energy, your food. Uh, uh, 
in your community with stuff that works in your community. If you've got a lot of sun in your community, use solar power. If you don't have much water, then harvest it from the rain and, and save it. If you, you know, grow, grow your food in a way that replenishes the soil, that keeps it alive and thriving, not in a way that we spray, you know, all these, these chemical pesticides that were created during World War II and, you know, were meant to be nerve damaging mm-hmm. things to, so that we can kill bugs. You think it's not harming us? Of course it is. And now they've genetically engineered it so that the plants can take even more pesticides and we can still spray them and they won't, won't kill them. This is not good. It's killing every living thing in the soil that we need to have healthy living soil. And it's killing us as well. This is damaging our DNA. And it's actually, the answer is going to be through technology. Just better technology than yes. we're using now because we're really using kind of old technology. Exactly. We need to evolve. And, yeah. and, the, and, we, and the, the, the good news, the great news is that doesn't also seem to be communicated is we already have these technologies. We actually do. Um, you know, I haven't driven my car for, you know, over dozen years now on, on petroleum. I don't use any, 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 uh, uh, you know, grid power in my house. I mean, the, these things are available to us. It's just we have to insist upon them being available in, uh, to, to the masses and insist upon our representatives who are elected to represent our interests. We have to insist they represent our interests and not the corpor- corporations who are giving them money and sending their lobbyists down there because you know they're hearing loud and clear from them what they want to happen. Well, you know, you went back to what corporations do where they have to get you know a profit every few months now politicians have to keep their approval rating every three months to yeah. get money coming in and it's almost like our government is running like another corporation yeah, it's a gov corp <laughs> yeah and if you look back let's say what what teddy roosevelt did uh, when he put land away he was thinking of future generations of this country when have we ever uh, thought. I mean, we're going back years when we thought, hey, here's where we want America to go yeah. 20, 30, 40 years down yes. the road. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, that's why we need campaign reform, you know, campaign finance reform. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there, there's a lot of things that we need to change. And it, and it's, it, it isn't that overwhelming if we just need to get ourselves informed and be active and be vocal because that's the only way things will change. That's never going to change from the top down. Well, it just I, isn't. You, you honestly don't think this would be the perfect time for a Barack Obama who's not running again to say, look, now that I'm here, I, here's all the problems. Of course it is, but yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I can't say, I, I don't personally know the man, mm-hmm. but I I believe he's always been a, 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 a regular centrist politician. You know, mm-hmm. he's never, I've never sort of bought into the fact that he's, you know, sort of our, you know, all the people's people and our savior. I, I, I think he's always been a politician and, 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 you know, I mean, his uh, chief deputy advisor for his campaign was TransCanada, who's wanting to put in this Keystone XL pipeline, was their chief lobbyist. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign campaign, de- campaign advisor, when she ran for office and was Secretary of State, is now their chief lobbyist. They're all in bed with each other. They when that largest demonstration on climate in the history of the United States happened just a, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago um, in D.C. and also in all these other states with solidarity marches. He was playing golf with the heads of the oil company and the pipeline. Um, this is not, you know, this is not a president who is a, you know, 
a Martin Luther King, you know, mm-hmm. who got arrested 30 times before he was age 39 to right incredible wrongs. You know, this is not that kind of a leader. I'm sorry to say he's a beautiful speaker. He has a beautiful family, but I don't believe that he's that kind of a leader. So I think we need to force him to be if that's what we want out of him. So is there anyone in government that you feel is getting this or is it just outside people? Because a lot of times it seems like it's the people walking the midway going the carnival should change. You know what I mean? Like we need somebody who's running the the carnival to go, look, we're going to make some changes. Well, these guys are supposed to represent our wishes. Mm-hmm. We need to insist that they do. So they need to hear from us, period. Right. They are hired to represent our wishes. They're not hired to represent the wishes of the corporations who give them money. We need to make ourselves heard. And if we don't, then we're to blame. The, uh, the storm that hit New Jersey. Tied into the climate change. They, um, the thing, the thing. It's so funny. I saw this thing on the news yesterday about the climate, uh, climate change, and they interviewed people on the street about if they thought that that was related to climate change, or and then people are like, I don't know. I mean, some days it's warm, some days it's cold. People don't understand. It was there was a it was a misnomer at the beginning. I'm mean, yes, we are. There's a general movement towards a raising temperature, which is problematic for the ice caps melting and corals staying alive and the base of the food chain which are these things called uh, uh, pteropods that can't form their 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 body parts if the oceans cal- uh, acidify which is what's happening right now um, these kinds of things but what the effects of that are is not to make everything a little more mellow and warm all the time the effects of that are to have extreme weather events. It should have been called climate chaos from the beginning, and then people would have understood, yes, storms are going to be more extreme. Droughts are going to be more extreme. Fires are going to be more extreme. Everything is going to be more intense and and much, much more uh, frequent and stronger. Yeah, I do a national show here, and every summer, uh, twisters, every summer, places are going up like uh, matchsticks. Yeah. It's impossible to sit back and not say yeah. that this wasn't going on years before. And now you're saying across the board, mm-hmm. people agree, they just disagree about where to, to go with it. Well, that's right. I mean, it is basically a consensus there mm-hmm. is there, there there's maybe one or two people who still believe the earth is flat and there's you know one or two people who still believe that mm-hmm. this isn't happening you know even though they're living through it but i don't believe that it really matters because the prescription for the other ills we're facing is still the same the prescription for the drought even if you don't believe that cl- that human caused climate change is why it's happening there you can't deny there's still a drought right, right? prescription for the drought is to still do more sensible farming practice use permaculture you know consider the you know biodiversity uh, to protect our very precious vital water resources which we cannot live without and you know like the heart uh, of uh, the uh, the aquifer that the Keystone pipeline was supposed to go through is the largest aquifer in this country it supplies fresh water to a third of our nation's ranch and farmlands that's a fossil aquifer that aquifer does not replenish ever it was made during the dinosaur era Mm -hmm. and we've already depleted half of it since the 70s so we have to protect it we have we don't have another resource to feed ourselves you know yeah we have to protect these things so it still means we need clean energy and not these dirty extreme lethal forms of extraction and all the things that you're talking about with farming is the way people farmed forever forever 
farm until we yeah, got into it this. It wasn't corp- organic. wasn't just for the elitists. It was yeah. how people farmed. It was what people did up until like forty or fifty years yes. ago when we started having these yes. corporate farms. Yes, and, and again, and genetically modified yeah. seeds, where they have to buy the seed every year because they can't save their own seed, and now they have to buy the inputs for their seed. I mean, it's just a, yeah. it's a, un, it's a sick thing, and I, I think. Frankly, I believe it should be against the law. I think it should be against the law to patent life. You should not be allowed to patent seed or anything that it, people need for a life support system. You should not be allowed to privatize water. Uh, you know, these things are, are life support systems. That's You cannot capitalize on them in that way. Yeah. It's not right. Because I, I was just saying some stuff. Well, Tom Colicchio was in a couple other people about how a lot of this food isn't food anymore and it's mm-hmm. not good for the kids. And all these things are tied in together. All yeah, these yeah. things are coming That's right. to they're, a head at the same time. They're all time. part of the industrial age and then, you know, corporate power getting, you know, beyond its its uh, any kind of sane growth. Yeah, and, you know, when we started the industrial age, it wasn't even about the kind of profits that we're talking mm-hmm. about now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all more about they, they thought they could conquer nature. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, we realize that that's a mistake. It was supposed to aid people in in, in doing these practices more efficiently. Well, we can take the lessons that helped us be more efficient and get rid of the stuff that is clearly not working. Monocrops, genetically modified organisms... uh, you know any kind of you know fossil fuel extraction especially the lethal extreme fossil fuel extractions that we're resorting to now that the easy stuff is not there anymore for us mm-hmm. those are not working for us they are causing us great great harm and we need to we need to move away from it because we know how to do it the other way do you feel optimistic that the change can take place is it uh it Ultimately, it has to. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the, one way or another. Yeah, one way or another. But it can, if we wait until you know we have like mass pandemics and and you know a, a dead ocean, we're screwed. So mm-hmm. we got to get on it if we want to like try to, you know, try to ward off a really really gnarly future. I mean, I I would recommend reading. The World Bank's report, and I mm-hmm. can't even believe I'm saying that because I think the World Bank is one of the p- part of the problem because they finance most of this stuff. But the report they did themselves shows a scenario that will make you sick to your stomach. You know, it's just the it's horrifying the prescription that they say, and imminently. I mean, by the end of this century, greedy. Lying Bastards comes out in 30 cities this Friday, March 8th. Also, go to GreedyLyingBastards.com. Daryl, thank you so much thank for you. stopping by, and congratulations for getting this uh, documentary out there, and I wish you continued success with it. Thanks very much. And I'll see you next time coming okay, through. cool. It was like a the corporate jungle, executive lies. They give back nothing, take only time. This is the story of those bastards and swine.
Daryl wants us to know that her Twitter is at DH Love Life. At DH Love Life. Uh, we'll put together our first responders on her um, in just a couple of moments. Fezzle, let, well, we'll start it now, but at DH Love Life. And uh, Fezzle, let us know what uh, prize when he comes in. Uh, Daryl Hanno, uh, it's all a drink of water, huh? Oh, hell yeah. Didn't expect her to be that tall. She is uh, really, really into all the stuff that's going on out there. Yeah, she's hardcore. She doesn't fuck around. Oh, Look, you screwed up, dude. You could not even go your hour. You could not even do your hour. Well, I lasted 15 minutes on Friday. Uh, you can't take credit in the fact that the whole time she was in here, you didn't talk. Uh, at DH uh, Love Life. What do we got there, Fez, for the first responders? We have a signed DVD copy of Splash starring Daryl oh! Hannah. Huge! Classic film. Um, I hope you had her sign that in some non-polluting type uh, penmanship. Green but, ink. But that is a classic. I think that's the one that made Tom Hanks the big major star. Well, both of them became big major stars after that, but I think that her career was out before Tom's. Like, she was doing better than him. But after that film, he was uh, uh, kind of uh, a famous movie star. Alright, so, at DH Love Life, let her know that you enjoyed her on the uh, show today. Uh, sign copy of Splash. Um, Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Oh, yeah. I would like to thank Pepper if I'm not too late for my prize for him swearing. You are the lucky, lucky winner. What does he win for Pepper cursing? Uh, he wins a signed DVD copy of Body Heat signed by Kathleen Turner. That's really strong. Dude, I would yeah. love to have that. That's one of my favorite movies. I know. My dirty mouth gave that to that listener. No good listener. All right, this is all you got to do to win around here is uh, be part of the Twitter contest, the first responders, and we love the first responders, uh, at DH Love Life. You can also pick it up over on the uh, iBank. That's at DH Love Life, uh, the very uh, beautiful Daryl Hannah, who's out there battling against these uh, greedy li uh, lying bastards. And uh, she's fighting the good fight. She's taking it to corp evil corporations. A lot of evil corporations out there, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of evil. Now I don't mind anybody being an evil corporation because I I kind of think corporations are supposed to be evil, but I hate to see the evil scientists selling out for money. That's that like that's that Monsanto where they were able to make the soybean theirs. Fez, were you crushed when um, she said it was too cold in here? Yeah, because I was trying to balance it out, because it's you know either sweltering or it's freezing in here. There's no in-between. Women would rather swelter. Men would rather freeze. But then she was bringing up what you're doing to our environment by keeping it as cold as you are. And she's like, do you guys even know? Like, this is before we came on. And I go, well, that's that guy with the mustache. Yeah. And she goes, uh, the straight guy? And I go, yeah. I'm the gay guy, and what she doesn't realize Wait, is... Wait, you've been with a man? No, not yet. Okay. Um, but she also said, thank you for keeping your TVs off. 
see. We, we know how to help the environment. You got to make it as warm as possible for girls, cold as possible for guys, warm as possible. And I will admit, I mean, I'm actually wearing a jacket in here today. Yeah. And when she said that, I'm like, yeah, it is cold. And then she goes like, this guy is freezing. Could I at least get a blanket? And when she's saying that, Fez runs back out of the room. <laughs> Which, let's face it, there's no reason that he needs to be out of the room. Except for there's a celebrity that could say something to him. But when he heard blanket, because obviously we don't have one. No, we don't have any. We need a horse blanket just to throw over people when they come in here. Either that or... We should be hanging meat. Uh, I think ladies are are kind of put off by the cold by the cold rooms, is because of the nipple thing. Is they don't want their they don't want nipples poking out. I think they find it embarrassing. I think a certain amount of women they they know. They well, well women have though they don't have the body fat that we have. They're not running as hot as we run. Men are. Bigger sweaters, you like. You, you ever? See, you'll never see a woman where this fucking sweat is just rolling off them the way you will see a dude. Yes, true. I've seen dudes just fucking soaked on a comfortable day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't sweat. There, it's it's a different system completely. Um, here's uh, Drew. Drew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to comment on uh, on her talking about all these inventions for efficiencies of cars and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's conspiracy theory shit. You know, you get all this, oh, the evil corporations buy these and, and hide them. No, they don't. There is nothing out there that's better. That's why we're stuck. You know, I agree that a lot of stuff we do is, is shitty and not the best way to do it, but that's what we got. And if there's well, nothing well, better, well, let's just, why doesn't she come Let's just play uh, common sense, right? If me and you were the only beer company, would we want there to be other beer companies? If I come up with a better beer, why don't and I if I'm the only beer company, you come up with a better beer, I'll buy it from you and then I'll No, 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 you're not making any sense here. If like you can never say that if you had a beer company, you would want to have other beer companies come in. And while you had a beer company, you wouldn't think of any reason for you to make better beer because you're already selling the beer. So I get the fact that the oil companies have invested a lot of money into the oil business. And they certainly don't want to see the oil business get Stop. smaller and smaller. I mean, that would not be in their interest. And the weird thing about America and now the world is nothing beats a profit. Profit tops everything, no matter what we're doing. We sat around and talked about the Jay Leno thing today. And you try to get into different things. But it really just comes down to NBC thinks that they could make more money longer by being mean to Jay Leno and not being mean to Jimmy Fallon. If they found out the opposite, if they found out that they could make more money by throwing out Jimmy Fallon, who's very profitable for them, they would do it. They would just say, wait, I've got an idea. All we got to do is be mean to Jimmy Fallon. So I'm never surprised. I mean, we say evil... Uh, corporations, but that's kind of like saying an evil shark. 
know what I mean? Like, I don't think a shark sets out to be evil. It just sets out to be a shark. A corporation sets out to be in a, a corporation. Um, the fact of the matter is, the corporations and the government are in the same game. And that's why I laugh when anyone uses words like liberal. Like, I would say, Daryl Hannah, liberal. Would I say Barack Obama liberal? No. Would I say Bill Clinton liberal? No. Moderate. Moderate is, to be. moderate on that fucking level. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not moderate on any <laughs> other fucking level. Um, She's at DH Love Life. At DH Love Life on Twitter for first responders. Um, here is... Uh, I'm looking up on this thing right now and somebody wrote in Chris Stanley you offensive bastards it has nothing to do with nipples we wear bras well you know what it was just a theory I threw out there if you're going to attack me for trying to figure shit out for myself then you're a mean person you had another theory that your air conditioner had to go on in October well yeah because you know what? This global warming thing, from my independent study, I found it's still hot in October. Daryl Hannah never brought up the idea, and I wish she would have said this on the air. I'm wearing that blue stripe across my eyes like Blade Runner. Such a great I'll tell you the one thing that you're doing good. Yeah, what's that? You're not having kids, because you're going to be forced to watch them burn in front of you if you have children in this planet right now. This is like living on Krypton. Yeah. Where the most that we could do is shoot a baby into space, or maybe, and this is a long shot, shrink a city down and put it in a bottle, and then shoot that into space. But I don't even feel good about that. We're lucky if we get a baby and shoot into an asteroid. We really need new technologies that do this. Make everybody rich and fix the environment. Why do you laugh at that? It you can't seems... have a technology that doesn't make people rich and have them want to sell it. No one will go, look, I'm going into the sales for this. I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I'll help the planet. Humans aren't that fucking way in 2013. All we care about is making a dollar bill. I don't know how we're going to move everybody when the coasts are just too dangerous and too flooded to live on. I mean, now if you have a storm, it's like, all right, eventually the people can go do, back do home, realize, maybe rebuild. Do you realize that people never used to live on the coast in the past? That living on the coast is a fairly new thing, except for fishermen? That recreational swimming in the ocean is not much more than, I don't know, 120, 130 years old in the history of the planet? People would not be hanging out on the beach. Like Indians that used to lay on the beach and stuff. Didn't they want to get some sun, hang out? No. First of all, you didn't have a lot of time to hang out. I guess the, you, were, you were worrying about eating food. Tending to the crocodile. Yeah, and fucking saying all summer, are we going to have enough food not to starve like we did last winter? Because I don't want another winter where I'm burying babies. Um... John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to criticize, you know, big oil, government, stuff like that. 
But if they've got something that you need to use, they're going to use it because they won't stop using it. Well, go back to your, what was your point again? If they got something they need to use, what? Yeah, it's, it's the big oil, like the big oil companies. They have the oil. Well, these people that criticize the oil companies, they're not going to stop driving cars, using gas. You know, they're not going to ride a bicycle everywhere they got to go. They're going to use their product. So, no, I will definitely agree that it, it really comes back down to the people. And But on, on the other hand of it, what good is it to make products if we eventually, you know, burn out this fucking shithouse that we live on? The one-time beautiful planet Earth. I mean, whether you uh, are an atheist or uh, an agnostic, a Christian, a Buddhist, you have to say, we got a really sweet deal uh, being here on the planet Earth. I mean, compare us. Compare the Earth that we got, right? To Mars, Jupiter. I mean, if you were born on those places, that would have been pretty shitty. So you got this thing, and quite frankly, do we have any kind of real appreciation for how delicate this thing is. Because if... Watch any of those pictures from space and show me any other planets that are like blue with clouds, green. It's a pretty sweet deal we got. People don't want to look in the future. You don't even have to look in the future. Just look in the present. Is this the same planet we got when humans started walking upright? Are we doing as good with it as it uh, as we should? Uh, Robert, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ron. Uh, yeah, there, there are a couple things about oh, stuff Daryl said that were just factually wrong about the oil going to other places just coming through the U.S. It's going to refineries and hubs, and it's going to be sold with other oil. There's, it's not a drop from one place is not earmarked and a drop from another. And about her being off the grid, I assume she lives in Southern California and probably uses solar. Well, that's fine if you have sun 99 out of 100 days. But even down here in the south, I checked into uh, solar power for my house, and given the number of Sundays we have, it, it's unbelievably expensive, and not and, and you cannot uh, be off the grid. It's just impossible with the solar technology we have today. Yeah, I haven't seen solar technology, but uh, feel free to ask her about any of these things. I know she puts out a lot of articles, and she's certainly willing to uh, debate them. Her uh, Twitter account says... At DH Love Life. DH Love Life. DH Love Life. Uh, feel free to tweet her, as they say. One of the strange things about Twitter is that you uh, can get people to go back to you. Now, I will know this. Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, yeah. and Pips, not one of them uses an ounce of gas. They all take public transportation. The NCA, Ron... Metro Transit Authority. It gets me everywhere I gotta go. You were always telling me you, you call yourself the prince of the subway. The prince of mass transit. You gotta go somewhere, I'll help you out. Always help people out. Street smart, as Dana used to call it. Yeah, street smart. Thinking that 
knowing that's <laughs> where they, they get off was. Um, do you do anything about the environment at all? Do you do anything to... Recycle. Do you recycle? Yeah, recycle, yeah. It's all going to the same dump I heard in Staten Island. That's what my neighbors told me. <laughs> but it's the separated dumps. They're all just next to each other. Um, let's go over here to David. David, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie B? Ronnie B, I happen to be out today, and I'm watching MLB right now. MLB. Fantastic. I'm watching, I'm watching some baseball. Fantastic. And, so nice watch, and I'm kicking back, just watching some games, some highlights, some bloopers. It's baseball time, baby. I love it. There is no place in the world like spring training. No place on the planet Earth that is as chill and as fun and optimistic as spring training. Now, I think, Hicks, out of all the divisions in baseball, yours is the toughest to pick. Look at the American League East. Uh, Toronto looks good. Toronto, I, I'm, I think Toronto's got to take it. I mean, with the roster they have now. Baltimore. They're Could there. have another big year. Uh, of course, Tampa can't cut them, uh, count them out. And then you got the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox. That if <laughs> what a fucking train wreck. Yeah, if you don't get a World Series winner out of that division, everyone should be embarrassed. Unless you all just beat the shit out of each other. That could happen. I mean, just from what the Toronto Blue Jays did in the offseason, you got to think that their chances are going to be pretty fucking good. I mean, the Yankees, they, I, I, I don't know. Very like weird, them. though. Baseball is such a long season, and anything can happen. Yeah, uh, but... Any fucking pitcher blows out an arm, and it changes a quarter of the games. I think Dick, Ari Dickey got lit up a little bit in spring training. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. No, spring training is just the time. That it's particularly now. You know, maybe the last two or three games you're really looking at it. Yeah. But now it's just about stretching. <laughs> just get back in, get in shape. Get it together. A-Rod's still just... No one knows where he is. No one knows what he's doing. Uh, Robert Wall is going to be our Unmasked later. And he is doing a show on Sirius XM about uh, fantasy baseball. And everyone forgets, that was the original fantasy sport. Yeah, that's what the, the Roto guys, that's what they started with. Yeah, that was for actual geeks sitting there doing the math themselves. Getting every stat down, running it down themselves, figuring everything out. And football, imagine. yeah, football is just taking over the fantasy game. I, I know a bunch of my friends still play uh, fantasy baseball, but I, I can't get into it. It's just, it's every fucking day. Yeah, it's you know, it's a grind. I mean, fucking fantasy football was a grind. Imagine being involved in fantasy baseball. Too but much. we could start a league. <laughs> that would, you know, I, I mean, fantasy football is out of our lives. I, I might consider doing fantasy baseball. See how long I could stick with it. We should have did a fantasy basketball league. I've got LeBron. Damn it! Well, I guess I'll take D Wade. No, I've got the whole entire Heat. What the fuck? I'm taking the Heat and Lakers. I'll take. You're gonna have Sack Kings. <laughs> They're awesome. They just practice this thing of no defense. I like that though. I like not stopping anybody. You know, kind of fucking. Washington Generals, this thing. Bet that over, dog. What time is our MS today? 4 p.m. I might need a little snack after the show. All right. Energy-wise, just protein. Just straight 
fucking Soylent Green. Mm. It's all meeting. Nothing wrong with Soylent um, Green. Except for the cannibal part. Whoops. Hold on. Let me go to Mark in Canada. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. I just have two really quick points. Uh, one, the creation, maintenance, and disposal, disposal of the batteries used in hybrid cars is much more harmful to the environment than uh, fossil fuels. And uh, you really can't deny that the genetically modified foods have helped to feed the 7 billion people on this planet. So it's really kind of bad of her to slam the science behind that, especially since she's saying that some people are still living in the past. Well, you know, it, 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 you've come up with actually a really interesting thing. Um, but if, you know, to eat but not be nourished, what does that really come down to? Like, I will admit, third world countries uh, have got to be ecstatic to be getting anything. Um, but you're actually turning in a lot of our children that are eating now like they lived in the third world country. They're getting the same kind of nourishment as if they lived in a third world country. But feeding the planet uh, is a scary fucking proposition. If you start to look at anything to keep this planet going at 7 billion people, and the fact of how interchangeable we are on each other, uh, it gets frightening. I was looking at the housing bubble in China last night on 60 Minutes, yeah. where there's just blocks and blocks of giant buildings that no one's moving into yeah and yet people own and they're like they're gonna have the same fucking problem that we hadn't here in this country if they do our economy suffers yeah, it's all over because we're all interchanged now we're all interdependent yeah i read they were building cities just to keep their construction boom open. there's like an entire city there'll be a city and empty just filled with buildings that you know all should work but they're just doing it just to get over um, Paul, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Pep. What's going on, guys? Um, hey. I just want, you know, I'm listening to the conversation, man, and to be honest with you, you know, it's it's like in the movie The Matrix when, when uh, uh, Agent Smith is telling uh, uh, Morpheus that human beings are a virus because there's really not much that we can do. If, if, you know, if there's waste, we just pick it up from one area of the planet and put it to another area of the planet. You know, we just consume, 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 and, and we just continue to reproduce. And there's really there's not much that can be done. So all this extra work about, you know, let's not use fossil fuels and let's do this and let's do that, the reality of the situation is nuclear waste has to go someplace. The waste that we create has to go someplace. I mean, look at the landfills that we have. You know, it, it's... Uh, you know, Fez and I had this debate not too long ago when he was angry about some scientist who was pissed off about the number of humans. You can't sit here and not claim that human beings haven't overstayed their fucking welcome. They have gone out of their way to fuck up the planet. And whatever is coming our way, unless we make some big fucking changes, it's all our fault. But if you step back and look at the way that human beings were behaving, you would not think that they were a thinking species. They just look like a consuming species. Just shitting in their own home. We Literally. Yeah. Our shit is a problem. Our trash is a problem. 
Everything that we do is creating more and more problems. So how are we dealing with it? Spitting out more kids. I don't know what has to happen to, to make people like. I guess something really terrible has to happen to the, to the but planet. terrible things are mm. happening. No, Those no hurricanes were just a nightmare for people. You had Manhattan and the air and the other boroughs without power. Uh, some people up for up to two weeks and just but, destroyed uh, homes. But imagine that that now went to two years. How it would turn because people were getting pretty fucking ugly. After a week, but beyond that, if you came here as an alien from another planet, you're like, "Oh man, this place could be nice." First things we got to do is get rid of the vermin, the humans, and in no time at all, we'll get this place sweet again. We'll get this place nice. Whatever resources are left, we don't give a fuck. Um, here's uh, Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I'm a, I'm a quote-unquote trash man. I pick up trash for a living. And the amount of trash that gets disposed on a daily basis is unimaginable. It does not get recycled because people do not, they just don't care. I pick up on average between 15 and 20 tons a day. That's just me in my truck. And there's thousands of trucks out there. And the amount of gas is, is this, these landfills put off are enough the power towns in these towns are just not tapping into the, the resources that they have. It's unimaginable. It really does seem to be a, a, a non-thinking species. But yeah, not only, but and even the stuff of how much of that trash do we even need? Most of it is just wrapping and fucking shiny stuff just so that we'll buy things. It's got mostly plastic at this point. It has to think... Um, here's, uh, Herb, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, George Cullen basically summed this all up about the impact of humans on the planet, and basically this planet's gone through a lot worse than humans, and it's going to go through a lot worse after us. And basically, we're just basically a bad case of fleas, which the dog can shake off with a nice shiver. Here is the problem, though, without human beings. Uh, for all of the shitty things that we do, uh, we bring one thing to the planet Earth that it's never had before, and that is beauty. That without us, there's no such thing as beauty. Nobody is there to appreciate beauty. No one gave a fuck about beauty before we got here, and I can't imagine anyone giving a shit about it after we got here. So what we've done, what we will make extinct, is beauty itself the idea that you can appreciate something that you can see something that touches you for what it is that's our one redeeming thing but is that as strong as our addiction and the addiction to consume i don't think so i mean if i was a betting man right now yeah i would bet against earthlings i would bet against us I don't hear Fez defending us like he was that day. I was hoping I could get him up on it, but I've tried a couple times. Um, here's uh, Brian. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I'm, I'm a big recycler. I've got three kids, and I actually have more recycling than regular garbage. But I notice on my block, I live in central Jersey, almost none of my neighbors put any, any recycling out at all, and the township 
doesn't like push it. They come once every two weeks, and they have all these rules about it. It's like they almost don't want you to do it. How old are your uh, kids? Uh, 12, 9, and 7. You are going to see them die in front of you. <laughs> they are going to die in your arms because we're going to fuck up the planet. Or some trash landslide or fallout. You know. First of all, how have we fucking dodged the nukes all these years since World War II? How did that even happen? It's been a couple of times where dudes were like ready to fucking push the button. And I mean, imagine like how we felt about 9-11. How are we going to feel when a fucking nuke finally goes off? When we look over and see that fucking balloon where London used to be. Oh, Jesus. Or L.A. Or Chicago. Or Miami. Just any place but New York. <laughs> Could we please dodge one of those? But we've been smart enough not to go all the way with that. Uh, who's we? People, humans. Really? Where, you know, in the Who? 60s, we didn't go to nuclear war. Yeah, but now, that was how many people had nukes then? How many countries compared to now? How Two. many How many fucking terrorists have the possibilities? In the time that you're talking about between here and World War Two, it's a much shorter time. And you tell me any of those people who flew planes in the buildings... Wouldn't fucking blast the fucking nuke? They're already dead. Of course they would. We now have one. people that are not running the USSR in the United States that have access to this. The 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 when people used to be nervous in the fifties, it's way scarier now with the type of fucking people that have access to this stuff. Yeah, they just need a dirty bomb or something that has a little bit of uranium in it, and then it'll fucking irradiate the entire guy. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to fucking be alarming, but helter skelter is coming down, folks. Christ Almighty! Race That's war. it. It's Race all war. happening. Race war. Um, here is here's Bill. <laughs> Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, just uh, it is interesting point about. The uh, the human experience here. Um, this all changed when we you know went away from the hunter gatherer model, and uh, interestingly enough, we've always been able to engineer not only the problems you know through you know uh, creating something better for ourselves, but we've always been able to engineer the solution to those problems. It's our only it's our only hope, right? Is that we come up with a technology that can beat it? So where's our where's our R and D money? Where's our research money now? It's uh, unfortunately, I mean, it's all you know. That money is the people that control the money. I, well, to me personally, they're not the people that are interested in creating that next solution. They're always absolutely they're always the yeah. Have the control to create the newest problem because there, there's not a great deal of money in research and development there's only a great deal in taking somebody else's research and development and marketing that's where the real money is who wants to Absolutely invest right. in that's research that's when you you sit around and you hear people going oh these assholes spend this much money for a screw blah 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 and that becomes the funny bit that we all go around and we blame the government for supporting science or some stupid survey. One of those studies will save us one day if we're lucky. But it drives you nuts because there's always money for a war. Like, you know, President Bush would go in front of Congress and say, I need another $75 billion, and the check gets written the next day. 
Go ahead, Bill. So I just um, there's a great if uh, you know if anyone wants to read into this a little bit. Uh, Ishmael, the story of B and my Ishmael, and I can't remember the name of the author off the top of my head, but uh, it's a great trilogy of books that goes kind of goes along this discussion line, and you know it veers off from time to time, but it's really really interesting. Uh, some of the things that we that we take for granted as you know as we move through this day to day and year to year, and I mean, the, interestingly enough, about uh, Fez's point about um, nuclear war, I mean. You know, we the only reason we don't use it is because the only people that ever did were the people that created it. Well, indirectly, the people that created it and learned, holy shit, you know, this we can't do this again. You have to have a real, real uh, level of resolve to be able to to consciously push that button again. And again, that's because those were thinking people. The people getting to those bombs now are not necessarily going to be thinking people. They're going to be re- religious fucking zealots. They're going to be so sure that the bombs that go off... is That's the answer. To do yeah. staying off bombs and bring about whatever. And, you know, it. Fez says that we never set off those bombs. We have set them off just under testing uh, circumstances. How many do you think we've set off since World War II? I would say we probably set off 500, 600. I think it's way more than that. Way more than that. I mean, combined the entire fucking world? No, yeah, we've been tested. They just went, one just went off, what, a couple weeks ago? They set off, North Korea set off a nuke? Yeah, North Korea has a nuke now. That's great news. <laughs> and they love showing it off. Like, we haven't been in the news lately. Let's fire some missiles. Well, they're on with, with the worm. Yeah, that, maybe they should see that as better than sending off nukes. Matt, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I think the only solution is to be honest about how we're, we have to make going green more profitable. We have to make people make more money going Absolutely. green than being destructive. Because until, until, until we start making more money than that, we're always going to go with whatever's the more profitable. Powers of B are always going to go with whatever the more profitable option is. We had to somehow figure out a way to make the billionaires make billions off of helping the, the world instead of destroying. It. Or, or, that, or even just the opposite, we create new billionaires. That we go out of our way, uh, like what happened with the internet, uh, once people started to be able to make money there, suddenly everybody was driven to it in droves to invest money into it. But when you say, we're going to make a new Bill Gates... Out of that, we're going to make a new um, Rockefeller. But we really, I can't think of any other way but technology to get us out of this mess. That or if God would finally do something in his life. He just likes to watch. From a a distance. He's a creep. Hey. Yeah. What? That's a little blasphemous, my friend. Well, there's just a guy hiding behind a couch in the sky just staring at you the entire time. Why would there That's be a couch in the sky? What, is he just going to stand? He's got to get comfortable. I'm just going to start opening a store called Stem Cells and 3D Printing, and I'm going to solve all the fucking world's problems. I'm going to make livers for people and gadgets. We actually need to do uh, a thing where there's a list of books... A list of docs that people can watch, and we can debate these things all the time. Because I love to hear every angle of them. They're always interesting to me. 
Well, I, like every like, I don't know, every one, about once a year, there's always something that pops up on the internet of some guy who's made a machine that's like cold fusion or something like that, or a perpetual motion machine. Or it's always somebody can fucking light a, a glass of water on fire. Yeah, and then. There's the guy's like, if only if I get the research, I'm going to create this. It's going to change everything. And then all the spirits people are like, dude, the fucking gas company's going to shoot you the fuck up. They have a goddamn hit squad that's killing people all the time. I love to see now how many words you can say before you finally take that breath. It's just so <laughs> funny to me because I can hear it running out. And our, uh, the thing is, that, like, you're hoping to make a point. Oh, yeah, I'm getting to the point. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, hey, we got a break. We haven't broke yet today, right? Not yet. That Daryl Hannah came in here, turned everything upside down. Um, uh, we will, uh, oh, we'll give out our sign splash when we get back. It's at DH Love Life, at DH Love Life. Let her know that you enjoyed her on the show today, and we'll give out the first responders prize when we get back. It's the Run and Fest Show. And Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Anthony Jeselnik is on every Tuesday night now on Comedy Central. That's Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m., 9.30 Central with the Jeselnik Offensive. The Jeselnik Offensive, it's Anthony Jeselnik, who, of course, you know from his Comedy Central specials and the roast of Charlie Sheen, Donald Trump, Roseanne. He's now got that awful sense of humor, that mean sense of humor that he's bringing to a weekly series called the Jeselnik Offensive. It's on tomorrow night on Comedy Central where he sits down with panelists each week, goes through pop culture, goes through some off-limit topics, and takes them down. This week, his guests include Kristen Schaal and Billy Eichner. Kristen Schaal and Billy Eichner, the fantastic Kristen Schaal. They're going to be the panelists on the Jezelneck Offensive tomorrow night. Life is cruel. So is he. The Jeselnik Offensive with Anthony Jeselnik. Tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m., 9.30 Central, after an all-new Tosh.0, and only on Comedy Central. You're sitting there in the bathroom. You get the shaving cream all over your face. You're ready to shave. Uh, you're out of razors. Then what are you going to do? Just go to work with the stubble? You're going to just stop and use your wife or girlfriend's razor? No, that's what is known as a Dollar Shave Club moment, where you realize, I can never be without razors again, and I can also save money by going to Dollar Shave Club and picking up razor blades for just a couple bucks a month. That way, they're always there. They're, uh, they're shipped each and every month, so you're never without razors again. Don't get nailed by the name brand uh, razors out there. The ones with the vibrating handles, the ones with 20 blades that you don't need. Just get good quality razors from Dollar Shave Club, and you're never going to be without razors again. That's dollarshaveclub.com. It's a smarter way to, way to shave. Dollarshaveclub.com. It's dollarshaveclub.com.
Run a Fez show on a Monday. Uh, about to pick out a winner for our uh, first responders today. Waiting on it now. Judges are going over it. And we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Um, Hicks. You put up, uh, uh, I believe, a solution to the energy crisis that we're having, and that is uh, a box up on the iBank. It's this week's 42. It's a look at the phenomenon known as steampunk. Steampunk! It's steampunk time. Uh, steampunk being a kind of, sort of a science fiction genre that got its name from cyberpunk from the 80s, and they just said steampunk. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's it's somewhat like an alternate future, a post-apocalyptic future, where all their power is steam. Yeah, it's like if we never uh, came up with a combustion engine. Yeah. We just went straight to steam. And it, you look in the direction of the world would have changed amazingly off this one thing. Yeah, and everything is powered by steam. Gears, clockwork, a lot of brass. And it's become like a style. Where there's there's cosplayers. Is there, a ste- is there a steampunk band out there? There's probably a steampunk band out there. There's pl- there's steampunk bars. There's steampunk apartments. There's an apartment here in New York City. It's a steampunk apartment that you can buy. This is a steampunk bar. Oh, I would, you know what a steampunk bar? I would call it. What's that? A cigar bar. Cigar <laughs> bars act like it's always the 1930s. That's that's steampunk. Sit game. down in this gigantic. The steampunk apartment actually looks pretty cool. I love to live there. Is that it? This is, this is a picture of the steampunk apartment. Lots of brass. Zep, there's a zeppelin in the middle of the goddamn kitchen. Oh, because we would constantly have zeppelins and blimps. Yeah, lots of lots, of, yeah, lots of zeppelins, airships. That's what they call you it. You know the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, Sherlock Holmes movies. Are an homage to that, yeah. Because he looks good in that kind of clothes. He has the glad the goggles and like a top hat. Top hats and goggles are huge in the steampunk scene. I wish that the top hat would come back. It's a good look. And there's people constantly selling. It's like sorry, websites devote to steampunk fashion. Or hey, you want to dress like you're in fucking steampunk cosplay? All right, that's all up on the eye bang. Uh, Hicks's favorite thing in the world. Yeah, steampunk. Steampunk. Fez, what's going on in your world? 
Well, there's a video on the uh, iBank viral page. It's really kind of sad to me. It's uh, it's uh, called Audrey Hepburn Resurrected. Mm-hmm. And it's Aubrey Hepburn brought back to life through CGI and all kinds of computer antics to make her sell a chocolate bar. To put her in a chocolate commercial. And it always, I, I just don't like that when someone's brought back out of their time mm-hmm. just to sell something. Well, then you would hate a, a film called Lincoln. Um, they charged money so people could see what Lincoln looked like. Uh, doesn't the family have to, uh, to sign off on this? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is all approved by her son. Then what'd you be for that? But she doesn't get to actually have a say in it. Yeah, her son may make a deal with Galaxy Chocolates. Then she should have left a will that said, you know, um, my heirs don't have any um, stuff to my likeness. In the future, I can't imagine someone doing that. That's like saying I'm. I don't want you guys to make money. I don't know what it is about that Audrey Hepburn, but the the girls love her. She'll be loved forever. Just they're probably obsessed over too. I don't know what it is. Is it Breakfast at Tiffany's? I know every woman loves Breakfast at Tiffany's. They love everything about her, though. They just love that she's a delicate little flower. Well, in that fucking movie, she was a prostitute. All right, ladies? I know but you want to put it in nice ways, but she was... But a delicate little prostitute. You don't look at Pretty Woman. They love Pretty Woman. Um, but she was a movie star. And now it's chocolate sales lady. Audrey Hepburn. I felt the same way... You ever listen to car commercials? We movie stars are doing the voiceover on every fucking car commercial we have. Jeff Bridges shills a lot of Jeff Bridges, <laughs> George, Clooney, yeah, George Clooney. You can go right down the fucking thing. Uh, but that's up to her family, right? It's absolutely up to her family, and it makes me sad that the family does that. I can't believe that you get sad because I didn't even know that you watched any of her movies. No, I, re I really haven't, but I felt the same way about Fred Astaire when they had him start selling vacuum cleaners. And brought you, him back to you life. You watch Fred Astaire films? No, no. It's just a bad. It's like you have. It's almost like they're being forced to work against their will. Mm. Almost like it's a slave shop thing, even though they're dead. So, what else would you do besides letting the heirs decide what happens with their likeness? I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I was an heir, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but the, their heirs disagree with you and think that this is a fine product and a way for people to see their mom again and maybe even go back and watch the the films. I mean, it, it seems like at some point you got to put somebody in charge, and they do. And if she doesn't leave a will saying, I don't want this to happen, for all you know, she might have said to them, look, sell my stuff, rent the fucking house out, I want you guys to have some money. I don't know. I'm not part of her family. Um... We're going to go over there and uh, give out the prize. This is Sign Splash, Sign Splash for the first responders, uh, at Bill Conlon, at Bill Conlon. Woo, you're a winner. Um, here's Tim. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, um, that Audrey Hepburn thing, don't you think that she would love to have more people see her? Who cares what it's for? She just wants to have her. It's like she's living forever. I think it's a great thing. 
Um, we don't know that. And she didn't do chocolate bar commercials when she was alive, so we don't know how she would feel about doing them today. Well, we know this. She left somebody in charge of her estate. Uh, and maybe we know... I mean, that's something that we know that she wanted to do. She didn't want her children or grandchildren uh, to not make some money off her. I mean, you talk about rich people problems. If this is the worst thing that could have be said... I just never really got it 100%. And I know women love her. Love her. Chris Stanley, what's on your mind today? All right. This this is a story coming out of Brooklyn. Um, BK? BK all day. Brooklyn and Harlem, actually. It's a, it's, a double, it's a twofer. A man faked his own kidnapping so he wouldn't have to tell his girlfriend... He was out partying for two weeks long. He was on a fucking two-week run. <laughs> he was on a bender, man. Here's the thing. <laughs> he fucking... This is how he gets busted. So it's two weeks. He's been partying, whatever. Just not in touch with her at all. Scared shitless of what's going to happen when he does tell her that, yeah, I've just been fucking around getting high. He gets someone to fucking duct tape him and hog tie him and drop him off on the cor on a corner in Harlem, and the cops figure out he it wasn't him because the fucking duct tape uh, uh, roll was still on him. Then he probably fucking was duct taping himself. <laughs> he probably just went to that corner, duct taped himself, and said, "Help me, someone, please call my girlfriend. I've been kidnapped." So I need to talk to her first. She's the first person I need to contact. Here's the thing: you can go on a two week coke run or you could be in a responsible relationship you can't have both this guy i he just dump your girlfriend man if it's if, if it's that if, if this guy likes going and getting fucked up for this long and disappearing i mean a she's gotta know who she's fucking with and b just chooses the fucking party over her uh yeah i will That's, agree with you you've got to be honest about your shit you know you got to say look Here's who I am. It's kind of fucked up, but on the days that I'm not high on coke, you're going to have a nice fucking boyfriend. I mean, you can't go out on a two-week coke run and then come back and be like, uh, hey, this place looks like a mess. I mean, you got to come back and be like super nice boyfriend. Bill Conlon was our big uh, winner on First Responders. Um, it is a very fucking funny story, particularly when the the cops just called him a moron and a fucking pussy. He's a. This is the the cop said he's a total moron. It was a pathetic attempt to pull the wool over her eyes. Hysterical. <laughs> oh man, I I will give it to him for coming up with a crazy story. I mean, it, it's 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 got to work, dude. You put effort into. It. You know, here's the whole thing in life: you cannot get caught. And this this guy folded pretty quickly. He he was like, yeah, all right. Oh, I'm sure. It's like, look, I wasn't kidnapped. Look, my my girlfriend. I haven't talked to her in two weeks. Well, it sounded like a last minute plan too. Like I'm not like I'm gonna go away for two weeks, and then when I get back, I'll say I was kidnapped. It sounded so last minute. Of here's my excuse. Well, yeah, he sobered up and realized, wait, I didn't fucking talk to my chick in two weeks. I'm, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, Fez. Very few people decide and prepare to have a two-week fucking drug run as if that was something to plan on. That's something that just happens. That's a spur-of-the-moment lifestyle. It rolls into each other, you know? Just... Now, by the way, did you get the new employee handbook today? 
No, the other people were talking about me, about it. Uh, Chris Stanley, you'll like this. Yeah. Uh, there's now a paternity leave of four weeks that if you and your lovely uh, miss decide to have a baby, you get a month off. Wow, it's, I guess to bond with the child or whatever. That's fucking phenomenal. Is that is most companies? Do? It seems pretty. No. Some companies are nice enough to give you a week, a couple of days. Then you're back on it. Four weeks? That's fucking strong. That's pretty dope. Get a month off? I have no problem with it, though. I think it's a good idea. I think people will love that. Like, it's unexpectedly nice. Like, that's like fucking real. That's to build a family unit, right? Absolutely. They say it's really important. Um, which I know nothing about psychology, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I know this. I would probably go nuts and act like, you know what? I'm going to take that month, but not in a row. I have a lot of fucking four-day weekends coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's a really good deal. I don't know whether you could decide that <laughs> instead of taking your month, I'm just going to do a year of three days. Seems good to me. I mean, I'm still spending time with the kid, right? Uh, There's got to be a time limit on the paternity of the child. Now, I said, is it paid? And Liam said to me, yeah. It is paid. That's sweet. That is some sweet time to bond with your kid or fucking go on a bender and then say you were kidnapped. Now, I'd like to check with HR. What about your outsides? What if you start having outsides families? It seems like it should work because that is your child. It's We got some guys, I'll just say it. At a station near us. Okay. That you might never see back in here again. <laughs> if outside babies are part of this. I haven't seen the handbook yet. I'm going to venture a guess and say yes. Oh, here we go. I got to get a uh, a serious uh, fucking mailing address. We're supposed to sign the handbook or something and send it back. I saw an email about that, but I didn't really. I was. I figured I'd take a look. Uh, at it later. Would you, if I can do a memo for me? Yeah. To Rob Cross, please know that Chris Stanley doesn't tell me any of this stuff that ever comes up, including employee handbook. P.S. I got a lot of outside babies. I'll probably see you back here in September. P.S. Outside babies, September. Then I'll then also put P.S.S. Doesn't this look like I just wrote piss to you? And I write, ha ha, LOL, and then L-A-M, um, oh, something, ass off. L-M-M-A-F-O, laughing my ass off. Wasn't that a fucking 90s boy group? That was a 2000 teens rap group. Michael Jordan may have an outside baby. Does have. So, and he has put a video up. That's on the entire oh, that's bank. nice, Michael. No, it's the kid who's put it up. Mm. And I think, kid, biggest mistake you've made in your life. He's on there saying, could Michael please be in my life? And I want everybody to know what's going on. Michael Jordan is not going to want to be in your life now. You've just embarrassed him with this video. He's not going to want to take you to a ball game or hang out with you at this point. 
maybe you'll get a check out of it, but this is a big mistake if you really wanted Michael Jordan to be in your life. Really? Yes. Don't put a video out there saying, here's a guy who's not accepting his responsibilities as a father. That's not going to endure him to you at all. I I am going to explain something to you about fatherhood, right? The kid is not supposed to try to win his father's love and loyalty. A father is supposed to give that to his kid. And if you were only a father and did your responsibilities when the kid was acting right, you'd never deal with a fucking kid. Kids are fucking idiots. This is a little boy who's never had a dad, and his dad is a fucking rich multimillionaire that hasn't taken care of him, even though apparently he's had his picture taken with him. I think Michael needs to get his ass over there and make this thing right and introduce him to all of his rich brothers and sisters. Here, come hang out on the golf course. No, if you just sat around and thought, I'm only going to be their dad when they're acting responsibly, um, no. You'd never be a dad. You could use up those paternity days. (laughs) It ain't up for this kid to be mature. It's up for fucking Big Mike to be mature. No, this is a a family mistake. I'm sure his mother told him to put this out there. And it's just going to piss Michael off. It's not going to make him want to be any more part of this guy's life than he was before. That's the saddest. Seriously, that's the saddest thing I've heard one adult ever say about another fucking father's responsibility. The other day, you bitched about the guy saying that he was a bad dad for embarrassing his fucking kid on on Twitter or whatever. If this kid's dad never showed up and knew who he was and hasn't helped out the family, he needs to get over there and do it. That's the one thing that you're fucking at. We just brought this up the other day. The only thing that you can really do as a parent is show up in your kid's life. And even Chris Stanley can't. Chris Stanley would actually have to say his dad was a better dad than Michael Jordan. Yep. Even though he had problems. He was there. Problems that he was working on. Unfortunately. Went to rehab a few times, so I guess, yeah, that counts. Yeah, he gave a shot. He did the best he could. Now, I'm sure he'd rather that Chris Stanley, he could ignore him. Michael needs to get the fuck over there and say to the kid, Hey, come on with me. We're going into work today. And after that, we're going to shoot some fucking hoop. Sorry, I've been a dick. I didn't know you're my kid or whatever, but I'm on the fucking job right now. Come on, be pissed to have to go see a Bobcats game. Uh, do it when they're playing the Heat <laughs> or the Lakers. Make it a nice, really nice time. Because you know that fucking Michael probably introduced him to a lot of people. Like, this is Charles Barkley. This is your Uncle Chuck. You guys will be real close from now on. <clears throat> I had a buddy... Uh, we were 14, he had a kid, right? Oh, Never had anything shit. to do with him. Yeah. Well, Catholic girl. Uh, uh, that fucking... And then never had nothing to do with him all through his teens and all. That kid came back to him when he was growing up and was like, dude, where the fuck you been? And he got my friend fucking explained the deal. And they're very close now. They actually work together. Shit. Yeah. That's a great story. 
That's what you got to do. You got to be able to say, look, I was a kid. I fucked up or I didn't know about you, whatever. Now I'm ready to do the right thing. It's up for the dad to, to fucking win that kid over, not for the kid to win the dad over. That's why you got the feelings you have about your dad, Hicks. Mm-hmm. The guy, you know, he had his problems, and then he passed away. That's what happens. What you're saying is you love them. You love them very, very much. When it comes down to it, yes. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have rather had another dad for a million dollars. Well, a million dollars seems like a nice amount of cash. You know what? Let's take money out of it and just say you wouldn't rather <laughs> have another dad. You were so happy with your dad. I am who I am today, right? Because oh, of him? Jesus. Don't blame the man. Okay. Let's not sit there and blame him. I won't bring up that point anymore. Do you wish your mom was Daryl Hannah? Kind of. Were you so disappointed when she didn't have um, fishtail? I was pissed. I was about to throw shit around the studio, but then I was like, that's a guest. I can't get fucking too angry. I'll keep it on the inside. She was telling me off the air all these things that we could do, you know, like I could do to change my life, to have less of a carbon footprint. And I go, that's getting really complicated. Why don't you just do it for me? <laughs> I know you're trying to teach me something, but it'd be so much better if you just did it for me. That's the problem. Like you have to take your carbon footprint. It's like it's like I would say in math class. Here, do this question for me, and do me a favor. Show the work, so it doesn't look like I just came up with some crazy number. You got to show the work. Otherwise, they're gonna know you're bullshitting. Hurry, and sort through all my trash. I think this kid's gonna get paid, and Jordan will. Treat him like a son. Well, well first of all, he's owed money from Jordan. That's fucking legal. He's owed money. But beyond that, Michael should be over there going, dude, uh, I'm sorry I fucking let you down. Um, Michael's got fucking time to go golfing every day. He can go pick this kid up. Let the kid carry his fucking bag for him. He'd love that, this young Spend kid. a little time with this poor fucking kid. Poor fucking bastard. Look at him. He's a love child. Supremes were so right about him. Um, the reason I'm making this video is because I have some exclusive, exclusive information I feel like everybody should know. Um, if you've been hearing any rumors about I'm Michael Jordan's son on Twitter, Instagram, Media Takeout, Worldstar, any of that, it's true. And the reason I'm making this video is because I want, I feel like Y'all should know, and I feel like he should be more in my life about it, too, because if I was somebody's dad, I would want to be in my kid's life, you feel me? All right, stop so. that for a second. That's a kid with a broken heart. Go pick him up. You don't have to do a lot to get the kid to like you. You really don't. Acknowledge him, maybe? Yeah, just be around. Just be the fuck around. And say, when I like, hey, when I was your age, uh, here's what we used to do. And you can tell him anything. You can say, I used to get so many chicks, it was unbelievable. Fucking kid will buy it. It sounds like the kid and his family are just trying to get what he said, an exclusive here. 
Stop it, Fez. That's Handle a- this privately. I mean, they're having to take Michael Jordan to court to get this proved anyway. Michael Jordan's not admitting to anything. It would be fantastic if he would. That would be perfect in life. But... You're not going to, by saying, I've got an exclusive here, and trying to humiliate the He's man into being in your life. Kid. He's a little kid. He's a little kid. You fucking just can't go by the stupid shit that they say. Go back. If you're his dad, make it up to him. If it's not his dad, then forget about it. His mom was lying to him. So I don't know. But if that's your kid, no. You don't act like, no, you ruined it for me. You're not a fucking father then. You got to get over there and go like this. Let's go out. We're going to get we'll get one of those ice creams, and we're going to stop at Goonie Golf, and then the batting cages. And uh, when you're ready, delete that fucking YouTube. It's a nice day out. Surprises wasn't on World Star. I just feel sm- I feel sorry for a little bastard child. That's all. I feel sorry for the kid. And maybe Michael's not his dad. I don't know anything about it. I'm just hearing this from Fez. But if it is his kid, you don't make... You're not someone's dad just because they're doing the right thing. Or I'm proud of you today, so today I'll be your dad. Um, Here's uh, Kevin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Fez, I just figured it out. You've got to be full of shit. There's no way... How am I so full of shit? You you get upset because they won't let a transvestite fucking boy join the Girl Scouts. But now you're fucking attacking a, a kid whose father won't acknowledge him? Are you fucking retarded or what? I think you're retarded because what I'm saying is his father should acknowledge him, but this isn't the way to go about it. This is the family putting be, him up to this. How can you be this delusional as a human being? First of all, the person that needs to make the relationship work is the dad. If you're a divorced dad, it's up to you to stay in that kid's life. You got to put the money up, and if you you got to know that that kid is also looking for a dad. Period. You can't get around that. Um, there are fucking dudes that. They spend the rest of their life because their dad left. And you're drinking with them and everything's going great. And then you're like, I don't know why my dad left. And you're like, you're fucking 40. I guess there was something about me that was fucked up. You're like, what? Yeah, you never you're could, still holding on to that baby stuff? You never let go of things. That's probably why I didn't stay. Um, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, y'all may know something more than I know, but the report I read earlier said the mom got divorced not too long ago, and the guy she got divorced from was the kid's biological dad. So it doesn't sound like he was missing out on having a dad. His dad, he wants his real dad. If Michael Jordan's not his real dad, then that's a fucking, uh, that's a fucking problem. If not... Get over there and see your kid. If it ain't his fucking kid, then, you know, Jordan's correct. Uh, Chris, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, so I was, their story was on CNN earlier, and they were talking about the woman that Michael Jordan knocked up. And this was in 96 or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But um, she didn't want anything to do with him after that. She was cool with it. So... 
he didn't want any money. But obviously the kid and anybody in their right mind would want some sort of child support and the love and the necessity that a father brings to a family. It's just like the Arnold Schwarzenegger situation, but ten times worse. Um, yeah. All right, Fez, did your dad love you? Yes. You didn't do anything to earn that love. You understand that, right? Right. He loved you for no reason. Would you feel differently about him if he didn't love you? Yeah. That's exactly what this kid is looking for. When you're looking at this story, it's fucking sad. This is a little fucking boy with no dad. Who, Whether Michael Jordan is his dad or not, I don't know. But he's looking for a dad. I couldn't sit around and hold it against that kid and say, now, even though I am your dad, after what you said, I won't, don't want anything to do with you. That's just fucking cruelty. Chris Stanley, what's going on in your life? It's a constant party, to be honest. Your life is a constant party? Oh, yeah. Is that why you're all fucked up on Mondays and don't have your shit together? My shit's together on Monday. Like this. Were you partying with Opie over the weekend? Because <laughs> that better be a stomach flu. I'm going to do a drive-by there and make sure he's okay. Nice you know what? In. I'm going to do a walk-by so I can have a smaller carbon footprint. Daryl Hannon is right. Don't worry, Daryl. We're fucking listening. Mitt Romney. You're back to cursing constantly? I saw the Mitt Romney thing on Sunday. Did you see that? He did uh Brett Hume show. I didn't see it. I read it after the it's fact. It's fucking fascinating to see... What happens when you stop running for president? Because they're being so honest about I'm not crazy over the fact that we're not president. Really thought we were going to be president. It's refreshing. And, yeah, and they're really like, we miss all the excitement. Everywhere we went, uh, people were waiting and cheering, and we really liked it. It was filled with hope. Uh, and then and these pictures show up of people just running into Romney around the country or whatever, and it's just, and then people seem shocked when they, they, just, they have to take a picture of him and post it on the internet immediately to show, hey, look, Romney looks like shit because he's not president anymore. Like right after he got, uh, right well, after. Well, he was never president, Chris. Oh, uh, well, you know, elect. He, he's not. The president, Republican presidential candidate. Because even if you're not like reelected, you still you have that legacy of history. Blah blah blah. He never got the chance to show whether or not he could do this. But what they were talking about is that the excitement level of running was so big and so addictive that they were crazy about it. And also, even though he didn't get elected, what was it, like 45 million votes or, you know, whatever, uh -huh. 45 million people were saying like, oh, we hope you make it to be president. And they honestly believed right up into Ohio that they were going to win. Uh, and his wife, Ann Romney, was pretty honest about uh, she blames the media for being much easier on Brock. Uh, Obama than them. Um, he was honest about the... He wished he never said the 47% thing. He certainly doesn't feel that way. Um, I thought it was a fucking fascinating interview. And the fact of now, what do they do? Because they're just like, you know, we uh, play with our grandchildren, and that's great. And, you know, we got a nice house, and we got money, and that's great. But what they miss is the juice 
the excitement level of where they were going with this. And then Ann Romney was also saying, you know, I give the president credit. His ground game was a lot better than we gave him credit for. So we were completely shocked by that. Did not see that one coming. Shocking. It's weird because every other losing candidate usually has something to go back to. John McCain goes right back to work in the Senate. Al Gore even had his own work. That well, he was doing. Al Gore was much different. Al Gore was the uh, Al Gore. It took a long time for him to rebound. He remember he went into the depression, gained oh, he, weight, grew a beard, yeah. fucking divorced his wife. Yeah, Al Gore took it hard. There's uh, no doubt about that. Um, but the caucus didn't have anywhere back to go, right? No, you're right. He was done as governor. Yeah. So that's you're you right. know this isn't that unprecedented. But I think uh, I think they're fascinating about how open they've been, just about the uh, pure uh, difficulty and not getting that thing that you really want. Um, it's weird because she said, "I felt like a nobody." And this is a really wealthy woman who, you know, had had an but, Olympic entry and had done all kinds of great work and still felt like a nobody. But you know what the weird thing is? You say that. But if you take somebody who used to be on a sitcom and Beyonce walks into the room, they're going to feel like a nobody. I mean, the weird thing about it is most people go, oh, I've done all these great things, so I feel great about it. But I think what was really refreshing about them is that they were uh, so honest about it. And then the weird thing when I was watching them were like, well, now we'll never know. We will never know if they really would have been a better team. Um, here is uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ron, Betty, what's up? Yeah. Hey, uh, you might want to rewind the show about... Five minutes back, I'm pretty sure I heard Fez call somebody the R-word. How come I can't use the F-word, but he can use the R-word? I'm sure Fez never called someone retarded. Did you, Fez? No, I said I'm retarded when I got called that. I repeated don't. the man's word back to him. Don't, because then somebody will say, I'm a faggot, and then that'll hurt your feelings. Um, Doug, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, got breaking news right now on Fox Spy news. report. Spy report. Yeah. yeah. Got a Learjet with eight people on board that's crash landing. It's flying around right now, looking to to land out there. For some reasons, we never put our uh, our TVs back on after uh, Daryl Hannah was here. We've never done that before. So they are looking to land. It is a Learjet emergency landing. Of oh, the landing gear trouble is yep. what they have. It's not even engine trouble. Do what I always do and land it in the Hudson River. <laughs> One time I, I had a bird and I tried to land in a lake. Okay, we'll keep an eye out on that. Man, you never expect to have Learjet trouble. You feel like, oh, top of the world. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ron, your intern picks up the phone like he's answering his home phone. He just says hello? He just says, he's like, he's like, hello, like Ron Fisher, hello. He doesn't ask you anything. He's just, and then he just sits there silent and waits for you to start talking. 
Okay, well, Chris Stanley is not really all that well respected by them, so we're going to have to reboot how everybody's trained. Fucking changed after today. What the fuck? Come on, nice guy. You're putting on that attitude. No one believes that about you. No. You're just I'm a sweetheart. A, I'm not a nice person. Pips. Yeah, Ron. Don't you think Chris Stanley's a sweet guy? He's the sweetest guy I've ever met in my life. All right, there you go. Well, that's that's going to fucking change then, Pips. You're a great boss, and you're sweet, and everybody loves you. Fuck that. Hey, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I, I see that interview pretty different than you. Look, I, I admit to being an Obama supporter, but like, I, what I saw was basically a bitter, broken man, and his wife just seems like she's really angry about it. And then that comment about I felt like a nobody made me look at her and be like, well, is that what you think of everybody else? Everybody else is a nobody? You know? Well, I mean, I don't think that we're on. We, we both see them as being incredibly honest about this and the the only difference is I'm you know not throwing rocks at him for feeling this way I kind of thought it was a great interview he, he's but still out there he's still out there saying that Obama won because he basically bought the election he doesn't see this as all right as, but you're going back into another thing I'm just looking at it as one guy who all the, the part that interests me about this is just seeing the juice that he had, the excitement level of every single day, and then have it taken away from you. And well, I, I think that's an interesting point. But, yeah. But like, like, if you just listen to the substance of what he was saying, you know, the things that he was saying seem kind of ridiculous. I mean, he doesn't see himself losing an election. He sees an election being stolen from him. But, like, like, almost like it was his entitlement. It's really odd. I don't know. I thought it was a very strange interview. I don't see it being helpful to the Republican Party at all. I don't know why. I don't. I, I see. Here's the thing. I rather than being another marketing ploy, I thought it was just two people sitting down saying we ran, we didn't win, we felt beat up in it, and we're really crushed about it. We're but really that's not, hurt. That's not what he's saying. He's saying I still want to be a part of this thing. He's saying, no, he am. says I'm never running again. And they asked him, "Should you be running? You know, helping the Republicans?" And he said. Who would listen to me? Who's going to listen to a loser? He doesn't even know where to go next. But he says, I want a voice. He says, I want to be involved. He says, I have ideas. I mean, the, the thing is that if, that if you do have ideas, you know, you have to at least acknowledge that the ideas you ran off lost. That you came out and you gave a bunch of ideas and people voted against you. Well, he said, here's the point that he said. He says, we have to do a better job of bringing in the minorities, the blacks and Hispanics, over to the Republican thing. And I do agree with that, that you are not going to be able to run just as the white male party. And I get the fact that you're, you know, an Obama guy. But in this case, attempt to go back and watch that interview just looking at a, a human being. You know what I mean? Like, forget the politics of it. Here's a guy that no amount of money could buy the kind of adrenaline rushes that he had. As a human being, I feel bad for the guy because you put yourself on the line. It's very difficult. But I think he took the wrong lessons from it. You know, even last night he was saying that, it, that people who came here illegally should get no kind of path to citizenship at all. He, the guy didn't learn a thing. You know, he's saying, you yeah, know, we need to bring in minorities, but, but fuck them. You know, it's just the, the, the way that the guy is. Like, this guy basically acts like he somehow knows something that everybody else doesn't know. 
I don't know if it's written on the inside of his fucking magic underwear or what, but his wife, too, was a part of it last night, saying that basically his, her husband was treated unfairly. And, and what she was basically referring to was that 47% video where all people did was play something that he came out of his own mouth. You know, he's talking out of two sides of his mouth. All right, it looks like, all right, I got to jump out of here because it looks like this plane's coming in for this landing. Coming down. Um, this should be fine. This should be fine. I think they're going to probably put the shaving cream out there. Where exactly are we looking at? Missouri? Illinois. Illinois is where they're landing it, and it's a small kind of Learjet. I think I see the landing gear down, but it looks like it's... Pointed in a little bit, like yeah. it's not fully put out there. Um, I think it's going to be a fine landing. CNN is running it right now. Fox is running it, and MM, MSNBC has a cartoon from years ago. Both of these shots are almost the same. It looks like a little more of a close-up on. Uh, here oh it is, God. coming down. Like I'm on it. Coming oh down. Perfect job. Looks nice. Just gonna, just going to have the descent now. And looks like his nose is up a little higher. Wobbled. Still coming down, waiting for it to touch, and make sure that everything is okay. Oh my God! See the ground right underneath it. He is coming in with the nose up in the air a little more than you expect. And it looks like he's just trying to slow it as much as possible. He's really coming in on a very long, long trip here. Because it's starting to look like he's ascending again. Yeah, maybe he was just a test run of checking out the runway. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's definitely going up. It looked like the landing gear moved towards the... Uh... This would be a perfect time for Superman. And the landing gear goes back up, and they are fucking out of there. That was weird. Keep uh, finding out the deeds for us, will you, Pips? And give that to that sweetheart of a boss that you have, Chris Stanley, because he is a doll. No more. And can I tell you something? No more. He loves you guys. He's just afraid to say it, but he loves you. Yeah, there's no love. You feel love, don't you, Pips? All the time. It's great. See, that's, that's great. That's weird and disheartening. Uh, it looks like they've got all the firemen down there and stuff, but I'm not seeing the foam. I wanted to see the shaving <laughs> cream out there. That's some futuristic shit. Yeah, I love that. Dude, this guy's never going to land. They're just going to live up there now. Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I would just like to say that the caller previously was right, that Fez, Fez said to back to the caller, um, you're retarded. He didn't say, no, I'm retarded, as saying you're questioning it. He said, no, you're retarded. So as a you know, person who was offended, I'd like an apology, Fez. I shouldn't have said that. Is that an apology? Yes. There's your damn apology. Enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't hear yeah. sorry. I heard you shouldn't have said it. I, I want a sorry. That's uh, that's all the apology you're getting. There's a Learjet in trouble, for God's sakes, man. Well, you have nothing to do with that, Fez. You're not going to be in charge. All right, hold on. We do have the clip. Yeah. But now you're fucking attacking a, a kid whose father won't acknowledge him? Are you fucking retarded or what? 
I think you're retarded because what oh, I'm saying. Oh my God! Come on. Prize closet. Oh. I will send you into the prize closet. Prize time. <laughs> I will send you into the prize closet. That'll be the new thing. Catch Fez wrong about anything, and I'll give you a prize. You're going to get a signed copy of uh, the book, Welcome to My World, signed by figure skater Johnny Ware. All right, that's just being mean. <laughs> that's just being mean. And isn't that, uh, how do you not know his last name properly? Johnny Ware, right? Johnny you said Ware. Johnny oh. Lear <laughs> You said Johnny Ware. St. Louis skin circle dog. But you said Illinois. It, that that says all right. This new story. When says, I brought up Missouri, you're like, "Oh, shut up, Ron. It's <laughs> Illinois, fucko." All right, Learjet. Sorry, this this says Learjet circling St. Louis downtown airport. But every TV station has Cahokia, Illinois. So I don't know what's going on. They must be close as a motherfucker. Eight people on there, and the pilots trying to determine what action to take. Read the deadline city on that same article. <laughs> Nosedive it. What would that teach you, Fez? That it's Illinois. Yeah, it says Cahokia, Illinois, but then the headline's circling St. Louis downtown airport. A lot of great stuff on the iBank today. Lion smells cameraman's balls. Um, Little brother gets a beating. Prince on Jimmy Fallon is fantastic. A lot of hockey stuff up on there. Plenty of people writing in. He totally said, "Where?" Arg! You're all lathered up, ready to shave, and you realize you forgot to buy blades. This is yours, Fez. They even write up your og for you. Yeah, I usually don't say the og. You made a mistake because I think the og is what made it. The Facebook pranks is one that you love, Tex. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, this this guy finds people with the same name on Facebook, and then finds their profile picture, and creates himself as a profile picture picture and attends to and attempts to friend the person. And don't look anyone's actually friending the guy, because they're all just very weirded out. I would friend him in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know. I like it. It's really fucking funny. It's really annoying, but really funny. And it's, um, you know, like Leo would do this shit and try to pretend that he was a pilot or a doctor. It's cool. This guy's fucking got a good gimmick going on. Until if he gets a black guy, does blackface, and everyone will be pissed. But you should save that for last. I think he should be able to do it because it's his name. Definitely a great gimmick. Everyone should start doing this. Everyone has the same name. Andrea. Whoops, hold on. Andrea, how are you? Hi, Ronnie Hey. So, um, you were saying which places were showing this video, so I went over to Fox, and they um, had a 30-second ad for American Airlines before you could watch this plane crash land. Tell me you're lying. No. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> if I was American Airlines, I'm like, really? That's where you're putting us? Literally, breaking news, plane attempts crash landing. I click on it. Please wait 30 seconds. And it's American Airlines. 
Uh, this. Uh, so you're going to be watching the live stream, huh? I'm watching it with you. It's nerve-wracking. I don't like it from this angle. I'm nervous. I don't even want to know what's going to happen when they're lower. I, I've asked twice to be patched right into the cockpit. <laughs> Here it is, American Airlines. <laughs> uh, all right, Andrea. Thanks so much, sweetie. All right, sweetie. Bye-bye. Godspeed. <laughs> Bye. Godspeed to all of us. Kind of like that ballsy move of just pulling out, thinking like, "All right, can't uh, not. I'm not gonna fucking do it yet." I wish that Michael Jordan could have done that, and then his young son wouldn't be crying. No. That... Well, well, well. If it isn't last night's star of celebrity Trump, <laughs> our own Hard Rock Johnny. Oh boy, Johnny. This is kind of lurking in the background. I'm You're like, on with Trump. Trump. I'm like Mikey background in that show. Well, everyone sent me your Twitter that you went and pulled it for yourself. <laughs> but you were no. not, that was your first time on TV as Thin Johnny. Yeah, yeah, that was my, my thinner debut. There there are a couple more episodes that I may probably get a little better airtime on, but we'll see what happens. You're just big buddies with Brett Michaels? Mm, no. <laughs> no, he's gone. He got voted out last night. Well, I don't know. I don't watch those shows. Yeah, I do. I like that one. It's one of the few that I... So the guy that won before got voted out first? Yeah, that was... Um, his, you know, Trump was his whole thing. Even even like some of the pre-stuff that Trump did, he said he was stupid for coming back because you, if you're a champion, you're always a champion. And if you get beat when you're not the champion, you're not the champion anymore. So <clears throat> he got booted on the first night for being stupid. To me, he's still the champion. He's the champion of poison. Yes, he's the champion of spandex and makeup. Why didn't they ever like name their best uh, Pick Your Poison? I think that would have been a great fucking album title. <laughs> that is a good title. I like that. Uh, it was so I was listening to the Daryl Hannah interview. That was she's great. Yeah, she's a little. She was here for an event one night and freaked the fuck. She's apparently a huge music freak. We were we were in a vet. She was sitting in my office. And someone came in and said, Les Paul is here. Does anyone want to meet him? And she screamed, fuck yeah, I want to. And she got up and ran out of the room to go, to go and see Les Paul. It was, we were doing an event with uh, Willie Nelson. So she was here and Woody Harrelson was here. And it was just like all the, I think all the pot smoking Hollywood people were here that night. It was kind yeah. of fun. Harrelson came in and told us jokes for like 10 minutes in my office. It was like a stand-up routine. Was he funny? <laughs> he was all right. Yeah, I think he, he seems funny. like Woody Harrelson. Out of a lot of celebrities, seems like a guy that you would actually be buddies with. You know, he was great. He came in and just hung out, and I, I think he may have been on Willie's tour bus prior to coming downstairs. Sure, you know, and so that don't make you a bad person. Though. No, man, I got on Willie's tour bus. It was a cool place to be. Uh, looks like we're landing again, or attempting to land. They got the more fire trucks out there. I would be scared if I was on that plane. Why? Why? You're going to be safer as, as you could be. It's like, I consider this speed three. Something's wrong with the landing gear. <laughs> uh, the only way that this would be better is if we had celebrities on the plane. <laughs> like, God forbid, it was Chelsea Handler. Oh, You know what I mean? Like, just a name that you could go, oh, I know what she looks like. Not that it has to be here or wish her any uh, ill will, because I want everybody to be okay. All right, is that the foam they got out there, Hicks? Look, I think that's. I don't think that's foam. I think that's snow from. It's on, it's on the ground. All right, try to hit the snowbank then. 
<laughs> Land in a snowbank. It'll be now, perfect. You were also tweeting last night that The Simpsons was about Fez. I thought that Fez should watch it um, because it would be. It was about. It was about. They thought maybe Grandpa was gay. They had discovered that Grandpa Simpson was gay, and then it turned out to be that he was actually a former professional wrestler. So it created. It was kind of like a perfect storm for Fezzy. That you know, Grandpa maybe was gay, but then he wasn't. But then he was a former. Uh, glamorous George, it was, you know, a whole takeoff on Gorgeous George. So I thought it was two worlds that Fez kind of um, enjoys, the gay world and the wrestling world. I think they're both very intertwined. I think they're, you're, there's a little bit of both in, in each, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was a, a very interesting episode that I thought you would have enjoyed, Fez. And it was, you know, the beginning was they were all going to, they were hoping Grandpa was gay and they were going to love and accept him no matter what, and, you know, and then it turned out to be that he wasn't gay. But then Burns came to meet him in the park for a chance encounter, and it turned out that he figured out that he was this former pro wrestler who was a big heel. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm gay, and I don't think later on I'm going to figure out that I was just a former wrestler. I remember when you were sure you were straight. You just hadn't done anything with anyone. Isn't that still the same thing? Yeah. Now he's sure he's gay. He just hasn't done anything with anyone. I'd be more surprised if you were a former professional wrestler than gay at this point. Do you think not having sex is a part of your mental illness? Did the shrink ever said that? Um, that, that it all ties in together. But I've always thought that. I mean, what kind of mentally healthy person just doesn't have sex all his life? So if you're wrong about that... Do you also feel like wrong when you bring up like the Michael Jordan stuff or other things that you're so sure of or because you might not be that sure of them tomorrow? If you would have known how many times in the past Fez has been on the air saying the exact opposite things that he would say, be saying today, you'd be shocked. You be a hardcore Republican, right? Yeah. Hardcore Republican, hardcore Christian. And we're not, we're talking less than 10 years ago that he was uh, very sure that we were going to live in the same neighborhood in heaven. Like, literally, he made heaven sound like the suburbs. Is there malls there? No, but everybody had houses, and we were going to, as he put it, drive over each other's houses and eat. <laughs> And every other human it thing. It was anything different than what was happening anyway. <laughs> That's what heaven was? It was just this place yeah. where you hang out and drive around and eat? For eternity. All right, hold on. Doug wants to help us here. Uh, Doug, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie. I called you earlier with that uh, news about the plane. Yeah. The one, the one that you're seeing on TV right now they're saying is actually owned by the Air Force. It's not the plane that's in trouble. They're actually flying that down to give the tower and those firemen a look at what this might look like when the actual plane... It's going to look like a fucking down. plane landing. Well, they've got it. <laughs> they've, they've all seen one. It will. But, they, but they evidently the front landing gear is crooked or something on the one that they've got flying around wasting fuel right now. And, and they want to give them guys a, an, an absolute look as to how long this landing is going to take and how, how that it'll be. Alright, I'm just now understanding that they dumped fuel, they dumped their fuel over a mall. Yeah. 
The plane that's uh, in trouble, they're saying, is about 15 miles out circling. I bet we, I bet we won't even see it by the end of the show today. Come yep. on, man the fuck up. Land this thing. Yeah. <laughs> how about, instead of making it about your entertainment, we go for safety? Yeah, how about that? There's eight people on board, they say, in this Learjet that's in trouble. Let's say there's eight souls. Eight souls on board. How about yeah. that? All right. Thanks, buddy. Why, do, You're why, why doesn't this guy just, chill, you know, sully it up and just find a river and fucking land right They're working with the FAO, and if, if, if the river was the best thing, they'd be doing it. All right, there's St. Louis right there. Oh, yeah, they're right next to each other in Cahokia. I got to tell you, right off the bat, I'd be thinking about shooting it out of the sky. But, but no, it's killing everyone on there, definite. At least with the fucking landings, some might live. It's just an idea. Let's put it up there as a shoot it down. <laughs> the Payne Stewart one just headed towards Canada before it finally went down. Well, the Payne Stewart one, everybody was already dead inside the plane. Yeah, they were all blue and shit. Yeah. Frozen. Frozen, yep. Frozen people. That was nuts watching that on TV. That sounds fucking crazy. Every like a uh, a window broke in the plane and everybody died, you know, from Just getting lack of air. Or... Yeah, lack of air, lack of air death, <laughs> lack of air. But death, the plane's on automatic pilot and just flying like hundreds of miles and not knowing where it was going to come down. And they just and then the fact that that was a celebrity was very you know, it helps you wrap your head around it a little bit. That's fucked. Yeah, yes, it is fucked. This guy, this guy deserved better than that. Fucking suffocating death on a goddamn airplane. I right, hold on, Chad in Illinois wants to help us out. Chad, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I was just calling on the uh, uh, downtown St. Louis airport, right across the river from um, St. Louis. It's like, like all the blimps and stuff take off from there uh, for all the sporting events, Cardinals and Rams games and. Stuff like that. It's just a really tiny airport right across the river. It's actually not a very good area over there, but it's more of a uh, commercial for like uh, packages and stuff. Right. So they got a nice empty place for them to come in and land. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't see like the Southwest and American Airlines. It's not commercial. Right. Uh, we got it. Yeah. Nice small airport. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Johnny, I got to take a break here. Anything else on your mind before I let you go? Not much. No, just want to say, hey, I missed you guys last week. I was away, so it was tough. Did uh, Rob ever get hold of you yet, Rob and Gary? No, I haven't heard from them. Yeah, they're waiting on Fez to come back with a couple numbers. And I said from the beginning, let's get Johnny in on this because he knows how to run shows. I could do both. And I said, they go, well, who's going to be in charge of all this? Is Hicks? And I'm like, no, it's all Johnny. I go, the guy's a goddamn professional. I'm Bring not. it. I'm ready. I'm all right. Ready. Talk to you later, right, my boys. man. See ya. Did you talk to Brother Joe over the weekend? Yeah, talked to him. I uh, heard from him this morning. Got information from him. So I'll pass that along to Rob Cross and everyone. Was he into it or not into it? Very into it. Why don't we, you know, let's not fucking bury the lead. If we know we got Brother Joe, we know we're going to have an entertaining show. Can't stop that shit. I already know what song I want to do. What's that? Where your love like heaven. Where your love like heaven. It's going to go over well at the wedding. Hmm? It's going to go over well at the wedding. You're not going. 
not. Because we're going to have an open bar there, and I can't trust you. That might actually be a good... Let me break here so we can get back in time for the landing. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez Show. Keep up with us on the iBang. We'll keep up uh, these stories and more. It's Ron Fez. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's Opie Anthony channel. More in moments. Anthony Jeselnik is on Comedy Central every Tuesday night. He'll be on tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Central, with his brand new show, The Jeselnik Offensive. Anthony Jeselnik, he's got his special guests that are going to be on his panel tomorrow. Christian Shaw, you know her, of course, from Flight of the Concord. She's been on this show. Just a hysterical young lady. And then also Billy Eichner from Funny or Die. Did you see last week's Fuzz? Uh, no, I did not see last week's. He is slaying with this. Well, he's a Comedy Central staple. He's had the specials there, the Comedy Central roast with Donald Trump, Charlie Sheen, Roseanne. And now he's there each and every week with the Jezelneck Offensive, taking a look at pop culture, what's in the news with his panelists. Life is cruel, and so is he. That's the Jezelneck Offensive with Anthony Jezelneck tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m., 9.30 Central. And that's after an all-new Tosh.0 and only on Comedy Central, the Jezelneck Offensive. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Little Feet Playlist. You ain't gonna be able to beat that with a stick. Man, this show is just blowing by us today. I feel like we're on a goddamn plane above St. Louis, about to fucking crash land to our deaths. Um, uh, now they're saying um, the they are rerouting that to another place, that plane. Lambert Field. 
Lambeau Field. I wish. That'd be Frozen awesome. Frozen tundra. <laughs> Come in on your belly. Try to hit the 40-yard line and slide. Dude, I got... Um, I had something, Hicks, to show you, but I can't do it because we don't have enough time today. Okay. But Bree, be prepared. Yeah. Because I'll do it during tomorrow's show. Yeah. To thank me a million times. Okay. And tell me that I made your day, I made your week. All right, this fucking sounds great. You're going to feel around me the way your employees feel about you. Or <sighs> you're going to look at me as a, an easy sweetheart pushover that you can take advantage of. Mm, that's that. If the, I did not realize that was my. I'm telling you this. Yeah. I got it from a listener. Yeah. I'm going to present it though. So I'm going to take all of your love and accolades. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow, then. The fuck? Tomorrow's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Thank God. I need the greatness. I will tell you this. I'm going to turn it into a caption contest. It's that great. All right. Um, Prize time. Uh, the Bowie thing up on the iBank. Spectacular. Uh, Bowie's album comes out when? This week? March 12th. That's my, next Tuesday? Next Tuesday, next yeah. Tuesday. So we're a little bit uh, early, but... Um, you will be able to... You know what? Instead of a caption contest, I'm going to turn it into a meme contest. Oh, shit. Fucking memes, dog. 13, y'all. <laughs> 13. <laughs> Got to put a little effort into it. But uh, for the people who kind of only put, pay attention to the Bowie hits, it'll take you through uh, late 80s, 90s, zeros. A lot of great work in there. And that got sent in to us in a spectacular. Um, Fez, what's on your mind right now? Well, the Coach K thing out of Duke, where they've uh, they've lost four games this season, and of course each one of them's on the road. Of course. And um, so Coach K is like, we need to stop the students from running onto the court, bum rushing the uh, the court, all part of the fun. Yeah, after you know they upset Duke. Of course, when you beat Duke, your season's made, and a uh, student body goes running in. What's his problem with it? That somebody's going to get hurt, him or his players, that they're going to get injured in this mad stampede to celebrate his team getting beat. Uh, I know we have a pull-up uh, on this, and uh, I will tell you this. I've never once thought about this, because this is such a tradition... And it's so much fun. You know, the game's over. Everybody go running out that I've never once given a thought because we had never have had a problem with this. No one's ever gotten hurt before. So I don't know whether he's blowing it out of, you know, I don't know whether this is him being a red ass. So he's blowing this out of proportion that he doesn't want to be around a lot of people who are yelling, we beat your ass. You know, because it doesn't seem like they're viciously running out on the court. They're happy. They're, they're running angry. out in celebration. Where's our poll on this? As of right now, it's no, stop whining like a baby. It's tradition as 63%, whereas yes, someone is going to be injured 36%. I will honestly tell you, uh, I'm surprised that I've never once thought, hey, someone could be hurt from that. But if you think about it now... A lot of these guys are going to make uh, millions, tens of millions, maybe even a hundred million over their career. And if someone gets their knee blown out in the middle of that craziness, that would indeed be a shame. 
I don't think it happens in any other sport where you're allowed to rush the field while the players are on it. Baseball. I think it's a... Huh? Back in, baseball back well back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. The difference is between that is you're you're really on the court when you're a fucking player. It's the same way that you don't get to see football players crashing into the stands. When you uh when you go to a baseball uh, a basketball game and you've got front row seats, you're basically sitting on the bench. There is a place on the bench next to the guy who's on the bench. You're that fucking low. And then what's really funny when you get those kind of seats is notice how far out further their knees go than yours. <laughs> They're freaks. They're absolute freaks. So, I mean, how are you going to police that? It's going to be difficult to say, you know, don't run out there. I mean, I guess you could make the announcement, but you can't exactly stop people from running out there. Because it's like 5,000 people in the court in a heartbeat. These college kids just want to fucking It's not play. like, oh, you're back 8, 10 yards. Uh, in the case of football, sometimes 15, 20 yards even. I agree with Coach K, though. I mean, Duke is hated by people who aren't Duke fans. There's but why no doesn't he come up with this? Why doesn't he say, look, here's what we do at Duke. Duke lets their fans run out on the court. I mean, if you had a problem with this, you would have a problem with any celebration. Because somebody could get hurt if your own fans run into you. I would have said he should have taken care of this at Duke before, and then he could show everybody the way. Coach K's been acting weird lately. He's uh, He also said he's not going to coach the Olympic team. Now he pulls this stunt. Um, here's uh, Alan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, a couple of weeks ago at Iowa State KU game, uh, okay, you won over won in overtime, and uh, they had to tackle a kid trying to come after K's coach at the end of the game. Was he grabbing at him, or he bum rushed him? He ran right at him. They had to tackle him. Did he tackle him? No, no, no. Security got to the kid first. They tackled him. All right, I'd like to take a look. at I had never once given this any consideration, and I see where what he's talking about. But they should take care of that at Duke. They should yeah, say. I don't think we we at Duke make sure we never go down on the floor, and this is how we do it. Because now it just looks like he's bitching a little bit. But, you know, it would not seem like an awful thing if you cleared the court and then let people run out and celebrate. Um, you, could, you could kind of do both. Um... I think there was a guy who uh, went running out with a crowd maybe a couple months ago. Uh, he was in a wheelchair, was getting pushed out there by his friend. In the crowd, the wheelchair goes over and the guy's getting trampled. Yeah, I have less of a problem with that. I don't give a fuck about that. I care more about the innocent players and coaches. If you want to run around with your buddies and act stupid, that's up to you. I ain't keeping you safe from yourself. But if somebody goes out and runs into one of these guys' fucking knees... And cost them their career. Uh, that seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Which, by the way, is the only thing that you've got to do to clear this up. Is sue somebody and they'll make sure it never happens again. Um, Roger, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got some backstory on this. Uh, some uh, students from Virginia were threatening Duke players if they want to rush the court with uh, nut shots. They're going to come in there and just bang cock them. And... Uh, Got some F-bombs from the students 
and uh, some of the older fans to Coach K, and he just responded with S-Bonds back, so that's probably why he was so mad. Well, yeah, here's the other side of that. What are they going to do when some 6'7 guy just starts fucking wailing on a bunch of college freshmen? You know what I mean? Now suddenly that guy's going to look like a maniac. But I I would not blame him. Somebody come up and smack that kid, he has every right to start and drop people. All right, thanks. All right, so maybe Coach K has, has definitely got more of a point than I'd ever considered before. I, I'm telling you the truth, and I would say obviously the same of you. You've never seen it as a dangerous thing in the past. Somebody had to bring it to your attention. But we don't have a single case of, oh, look at this horrible thing that uh, happened. But it does uh, make sense what he's saying. Why have your players and your staff in a hostile situation then that it, nobody's controlling? Then do it at Duke. Then do it at Duke. If you could show us how to properly do this, then he would be fucking coming in from the high ground. Instead of, I don't do this at mine, but I want you to do it your way. That sounds like a Fez Watley rule. Um, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. No, Coach K is just a whiny bitch. It took them a minute to get from the bench to their locker room with a wall of yellow security guards blocking the way for them. They were in no, no way in, in any kind of danger. And they do that the same thing. I mean, they're dookies. The young kids storm the court whenever they beat Carolina, if they beat Carolina. Right. It's, it's just... It's, it's hypocritical. It's it, it, it certainly, Coach K would certainly have the high ground if Duke had the tradition of making sure that that team could properly leave before there was any celebration. Uh, and certainly, he has a very enthusiastic fucking crowd there at Duke for his home games as well. Well, something needs to be done about Duke in the first place, where they're chanting about some kid's dead grandmother. That's a completely different discussion, though, don't you think? Yeah, well, yeah, I can see that. But, you know, my point then was, you know, ban the students if they can't, if, if they can't keep themselves under control. So it's all the students' fault. Well, you start banning students, then they'll police themselves. Huh? None of them would be going. And police themselves. That sounds like anarchy, my friend. We need the watchers. Um, Watchmen. Here is um, Anthony in Virginia. You're on the Ron Fed show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I just want to let you know that uh, Krzyzewski did that for uh, his fans recently when uh, when Duke beat UNC at Duke, he made sure that the fans stayed off the field, carrying off the court uh, until UNC got off the court. I don't see it as being an awful fucking rule, you know. Uh, they do have to put it together. I mean, it's obviously not going to be left up to us. But I see nothing wrong. I mean, you can't get on a fucking stage with Springsteen there. You can't run out on the fucking Yankees game without being uh, grabbed. Um, the weirdness is that these things used to be small, fun affairs. And now 
most of the time. I mean, you're watching the Syracuse game, and they're drawing what twenty some thousand fans, like they were uh, when they if they play the Garden or whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's all you see are people in the goddamn Syracuse gear. How they do this weekend? Lost. It's all about Gazanga, baby. That line was twenty. Yeah, I, I know Gazanga is like number two right now, right? They might have gotten to number one after uh, after Saturday. I'm not sure. But they're fucking destroying. They destroyed Portland. Not that I think anyone expects anything out of Portland. I do. I always expect big things out of Portland. <laughs> I'm going to pick my March Madness the way I always do. Villanova repeating the miracle year. <laughs> I'm feeling this. Cause All right, the plane landed. It was no big deal. Well, it's a good thing. It's good. But it's actually even driving around easy. They just create a big to-do to make everyone watch their damn news network. I mean, come on. They knew this thing was fine. They just made some shit up, so we're going to turn into fucking your CNNs, your Fox Newses, your MSNBCs. Speaking of which, you're turning into Fess. Why is that? Just weird conspiracy <laughs> theories that everything has to... Be, you're disappointed that a plane didn't blow up. Well, no, I, I stopped myself. <laughs> it's you all just really wanted to see an explosion. <laughs> Well, not an explosion, but maybe, you know, the plane getting fucked up and everyone being fine. And the conspiracy thing started with Chris Dorner. That goddamn Chris Dorner thing. Now <laughs> make me fucking start to think conspiracies maybe are happening around me. I'm just not seeing them. Daryl Hannon's got me thinking about stuff. Oh, yeah, we were fucking trashing this place. I'm having kelp after the show today. I'm just eating kelp. Oh, that's tasty at all. This planet is blowing apart like Krypton. Kelp is nasty. It's underwater fucking plants. That doesn't seem any worse than spinach under fucking... How about a potato? An underground fucking thing. Seems like rat food. Oh, potatoes are delicious. Roast them shits up. Mm. Them shits? That's what you call your food? What do you got for me to end this show today, Chris? Here's something that came out in a jihadist magazine called Inspire. It's Al-Qaeda's Most Wanted. They have their own Most Wanted list. It's got to be the uh, Bin Laden shooter. No, it isn't. It's Terry Jones, the guy in Florida, who the pastor in Florida who wanted to burn fucking uh, burn Korans all day long. He's the guy. They have a picture of him on the on the Most Wanted most, on the Most Wanted poster with a gun shooting his brains out. With the words underneath it, yes, we can. A bull a day keeps the infidel away. Is this the same Terry Jones that was part of Monty Python? Different one. Too bad. Different. And you got the uh, the Dutch, the Dutch cartoonist is still on there. I they, thought he was dead. No, they they fuck. They're still fucking with him. Even though he died. Lars Vilks. Oh, that's a different guy. All right, who else? Uh, Salman Rushdie still on there. This thing hasn't been updated in a while. I, th I think they just, they just don't forget. What are they, elephants or Al-Qaeda? <laughs> They're Al-Qaeda. They're terrorists. Uh, Geert Wilders, founder of the Dutch Party for Freedom, because he said, I don't hate Muslims, I hate Islam. So he's on there. Mm. Maurice Sadek, just the uh, Innocence of Muslims guy, the video, the video that went kind of viral. Sure. We made fun of Muhammad having sex. It's a lot of it's a lot of cartoonists. So it's just people that insult them, not actually like military people around you the world think, that attacks yeah. them. <laughs> You're a really good point. You would think that send the would, drones. They would say Obama or some general or Bush. 
just guys that just cartoonists <laughs> that yeah. they just, ate. That's a really good point, mean. Fuzzy. They would rather get shot than have someone draw a funny cartoon. It just seems like <laughs> the guy came out and said, I'm the one who shot Bin Laden. You would think he'd be number one. Nope. Nope. Kurt Westergaard, cartoonist who contributed to the uh, that controversy. How about Don Adams? They after him? <laughs> it's a couple cartoonists. Salman Rushdie, Terry Jones, and a couple more Dutch dudes. Oh. A couple editors. That's who the, the biggest... Problems Islam has with. I mean, the, the, the graphics kind of cool looking, but you know. the graphics looks great. They're really getting some good people over there. That kind of hey, some great graphic designers they have uh, operating. I'll tell you, it's going to be number one on my list. Al Qaeda. I still don't like them. I wonder if they're going to get a TV show. They just need the Islamic John Walsh. I'm not sure who that would be. <laughs> Al Qaeda's most wanted. Poor John Walsh. Yeah, it sucks. I wonder what kind of work he's doing now. He's still like working on getting bad guys, just not on television. That suck. I don't even want to do it on TV. Uh, bad news. The Sugar oh, Ray. No. The Mark McGrath Sugar Ray back to rocking the 90s cruise has been canceled. Yeah, I saw that on the iBang. Mark McGrath says it's because that of the poop cruise. Mm. Doesn't exactly make you want to get back on a cruise ship. What am I going to do with these tickets now? I feel like a fucking dick. You can still go. You just won't hear great 90s bands. That's, that's why I was going in the first place. I just want to fly. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. I hope uh, Butterfly plays... With cruise ships now, it's gonna they're going to have to just totally change the way they sell them. It can't be about the water slides or the great casinos or entertainment. It's got to be, uh, we have spare engines to get back to port in case something goes wrong. We have a toilet system that won't fail. I was honestly, I, I thought you said engines. And I'm like, does he mean Indians? When he said we had spare engines, like how's he going to pull this one back? uncomfortable well I never wanted to go on a cruise before just because there's nowhere to go I've been on them and you can get I think like you know what I'd like to leave now it gets like really clean. Like, like well just, just imagine if you went to the hotel and stayed there for a week it seems like a vacation how's that different from lock up it's basically lock up at sea but you can gamble right there's usually fucking casinos on those things that's, yeah. that's what I like. Yeah, but oddly, depending on when you go into port and all that kind of shit, they're not open because there's all different kind of laws. I'm going to start my own cruise ship then. You can gamble do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want. I mean, if it was up to them, you could smoke pot out there because you're out at sea. It's international. There's no law. You're fucking sitting in the middle of the ocean. Why can't you smoke a joint? Why can't you shoot fucking coke? I'm going to do a shoot cruise. Why don't you just get out there? It's just a fucking sailing shooting gallery. <laughs> and then no one will care if they're covered in their own shit. They'll be like, I don't care about the walls. I already shit myself. I'm fucking laying here in it for a couple of days, enjoying. It's by I as a baby. I gotta start marketing this cr shooting gallery cruise. Here's a shitty plane. 
See, they're all fine. The fucking the flatting gear's down. They just had a fucking case of everybody look at us. I wish they showed them them come out. Well, look at these people. By saying they didn't have any landing gear, they meant they didn't have any volume. So they're really coked up right now. Sure. Always have a couple in your pocket. Keep it in your watch pocket. Wow, I cannot believe how quick this uh, show went today. Anything else we got to uh, get away with before we get in and out of this? Uh, you want to see the the video of the Rhode Island teacher who taps out? He's done with it. Best hockey fight ever is hysterical. Make sure you check out the Bowie and the uh, Steampunk. Both up on the iBank today. Uh, modern Family stuck in an elevator. Always a nightmare. Also, like the Rockaways were booing Bloomberg at, uh, at the St. Patrick's Parade. No, they weren't. They were saying, Bloom! Are you sure? They call him Bloom. Well, the great thing about that is the woman who's running for mayor was walking next to Bloomberg. Yeah, Quinn. And, yeah, and then she went to a different part of the parade and started walking there. <laughs> she just didn't want to be standing next to him. But we could have, I believe, the first lesbian mayor of a major city. I didn't know she was she was a lesbian. She was out as a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, she's been out. Shit, she's actually really uh, well respected, terrific person, and doesn't really run on the lesbian thing. Just runs as a human being. I know she didn't give. I know like some things came out about Bloomberg uh, that saying he's like sexist or whatever, and that he sexually harassed women in the, at uh, Bloomberg because he said, uh, "Look at that ass on that one." Yeah, and she was like, and she didn't give. A, she was like, "Whatever." I mean, you know, it's. She didn't seem bothered. She likes room. chicks' asses too. So why would she complain? <laughs> uh, Hicks, you need to get into anything before we get out of here today. I mean, there's been so there's been so much. It's it's fucking been crazy. There's the terrifying video to me of the guy pushing his girlfriend off the cliff on the iBank viral. I say uh, fake. I did not believe that one for a second. I think it was a setup. You think? You think they're just she's yelling, I break me. up with you on the way down. She's all being all cute about it. I found it to be just convenient. Oh, I, I like to believe that these things really happened. I know you do. But there's also Miss Russia 2013. <laughs> That's a sexy one. Future peelers. Future peelers and lap dancers. I do remember when they used to tell us that Russian women were ugly back during the Cold War, and we, like idiots, believed them. Magic Johnson uh, offered LeBron money to put it in. One million. He's going. He wants to throw up. Oh no! Like give, like put up as a reward for the dunk contest. Just put it in the basket, Chief. Put the ball in the basket. He has to do it now. It's a year away. We just had the dunk contest. Now, Why didn't you offer it before, Magic? You think he's, this is just a fake and he's just trying to get some magic get magic time in the goddamn paper? I call that uh, Magic Beans. Hey, Blowfish, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ronnie B., I just want to let you know that uh, Houston already has an, uh, a female, a lesbian mayor, uh, Anissa Parker. Yeah, but I said this would be the first time for a major city ever to have uh, a lesbian mayor. Oh, I understand. I see. Yeah. There, there's only four, six million of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> we call that Queens. <laughs> you. That's so cute. Six million. Hey, you guys ought to get your own football team. Ouch. Joe Flacco, money bags. He should put some cash to fucking make LeBron get in the dunk competition. I saw Joe Flacco today, and he had a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> That's very steampunk of him. I didn't know he was into that. But then I saw him later, and he just had pulled his his pockets inside out. and was like, oh, I had to pay taxes. <laughs> Can you pay taxes on imaginary money that he probably never see? Six million people. Do you know that New York had more Jews killed in the Holocaust than you have people? That's how many more people we'd have in New York if it wasn't for the fucking Holocaust. Yeah. There was crazy stories about how many ghettos there was. Yeah, yeah, that was way uh, more than anybody thought. Like, like, like tens of thousands more of fucking places where Nazis. I, I will tell you to this day, I don't think we're we're comfortable around people speaking German. Or when someone talks German, you're like, mm, I bet you'd have been a good Nazi. Like, even when I look at Heidi Klum, I'm like, yeah, now she's cool. But back then, no, she would have been into it. Oh, she would have been fucking the goddamn poster child for, she, for her and Hitler fucking hanging out together. She would have put out a book called I Just Blew Hitler. It tasted great. She uh, is going to be... Um, I forget the name of the summer vote-off show, but she got made a judge of that. It wasn't the voice. No, but who wants to be a good contestant or something? They do it all summer. Oh, it's... Uh... Got Talent. America's what Got it? Talent. That's uh, coming out. Heidi Klum just signed today. So I guess she's done with the modeling show. She said, fuck you. It's me and Hitler against the world. Alvita Zane. Someone should come out and try to make a dress as a talent to impress her. I really do like the idea of who wants to be a good contestant. Because, I mean, it's set, <laughs> I mean that name could work for every single show. Come on, you guys want to win this money, right? You're voted out. You turned out not to be a good contestant. It's all right there. Get a hold of NBC for me. I know they're going through a lot of shit right now because they're blindsiding Jay Leno again. It's just made from fucking rags to riches with that goddamn company. You know who I blame? The salespeople in this fucking building. Maybe First they weren't so busy riding the elevator all day long, they make some goddamn sales. All right, let me help you here. Rags to riches is a good thing. Oh, I mean, riches <laughs> to rags. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I don't know. I heard some of them bragging that they got Twitter on their new show. We're going to be tweeting, all part of social networking. <laughs> great, fucker. Why don't you just make a great fucking show? What? What's that mean? Right now, my favorite show is called Who Wants to Be a Good Contestant? I know I do. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that show. All right, the eye bang. A uh, lot more stuff going up on there. My favorite, though, 
Might be go-kart, then crash. Act like the pool hustler you've ever wanted to be. That's cool. Japan has a commercial with a talking dog and a movie star. And someone uh, wrote this in, Fez. Attainable. That's why everybody wants to be Audrey Hepburn. Because most girls think they can look like her. What? All they need to do is lose a little weight, and they will look like Audrey Hepburn. That's what they believe. Odd. I don't think she would ever make, like, guys' favorite lists, but she's on every girl's favorite list. She's very attractive. She's an attractive young lady. Or, no, she's dead. I think she's Winona Ryder without the dope. Speaking of dope, we got to get out of here. That's just straight dope. Bowie, steampunk, up on the eye bang. See you guys in here tomorrow with a new meme contest that's going to crack you up, Hicks. Love it. Uh, that's the end of my show, donk. 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 Uh,